All right. And we are live. That's right. In this corner, we have Fat Samurai Guy. That's right. In the other corner, we have Rob from Entertainment Talk Nation. Welcome, my brother. How you doing? Doing very, very good. Welcome. Welcome to the Verbal Nectar Podcast, the ridiculous name brought to you by a ridiculous person. I meant to ask, what is Verbal Nectar? Like, <laughs> like I'm trying to think. I know what Nectar is. So verbal. Yes, the, the, so is it just like drool? We, the words that we speaketh that come okay. out of our mouth. Oh, is, yeah. That makes perfect it, sense now. It's like Nectar to the ears. That makes perfect sense now. Okay. I'm just done. <laughs> Don't worry. Whoa. We already got 22 people in the chat. What's going on, chat? Welcome to another episode. We got a special guest today. Uh, if you have not, make sure you guys go over to Rob's channel, ETN Entertainment Talk Nation. That's right. Subscribe, show some love. We're gonna we're gonna build we're gonna build the nation tonight. We're gonna yep. build it tonight. <laughs> Samurai Assassins. That's right. Movie lover badasses combined teaming up with the nation. That's right. Yes, Girl brothers. Girls right. unite. <laughs> well, actually, me and you've been kind of working out, so I don't know. Yeah, Good I was brother. gonna say I'm I'm ever since I moved from Massachusetts, I've lost 41 pounds. Yeah, you look so. I'm telling you, man, you're losing weight. I'm I'm trying to get there. Oh, we got Eric, Asian movie enthusiast, has dropped in. What's going on, buddy? Kaijusaurus, what's cracking? Michael Gonzalez. That's right. Get everybody. Now, up Mike, here. Micah, Mike's lucky today because Fortunately, Uh-oh. fortunately for Mike, the soundboard does not work on the stream. So he is. So those who have their own soundboard button don't have to worry so much about. Actually, we could probably, we could probably improvise. I don't know. See, I don't know if I if I play anything on my side if it'll come up. I know the soundboard didn't. Yeah. But I want to see. I'll, try I'll do, it. Try it. Let's I'll, try. I'll do. I'll do something that that won't hurt the. Uh, that won't hurt the uh, stream. I, I got to play something that's not. Uh, I don't know. Can you? Let's see if this works. Anyone hear that? No. Nope. Nope. Uh, well, they're safe. Only for today. <laughs> Only for today. We'll make up for it tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, that's right. So I don't know. The Girth Brothers. We might have to change it to Lean and Mean. Yeah, Lean you know and Mean. That's right. The, the girth is getting a lot smaller now. That's right. I see you smoking over there, relaxing. I like it. I can dig it, brother. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to relax right now with Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Beer. Eh-eh. This that's is a, not regular beer. This is from Stone Cold Steve Austin, not sponsored. That's actually a very good impression. Thank you. I'm impressed. <laughs> that's good. That is good. Give me a drink a drink. <laughs> all right so uh oh, i see a lot of a lot of nation guys in here hello guys thanks for coming cheers to the nation yes all the movie lover and badasses and the nation cheers to you guys for hanging out with us today we are going to go ahead and we got enough people in here today we can go ahead and get it started get it crack a lacking oh already got a donation Aldo Fonica, of course. Aldo Fonica is a very, very generous man. He's from Canada. So that $10 donation is actually worth about two bucks. 
So. <laughs> thank, hey, thanks again for the $2. Uh, Mr. Fonica, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And actually, if I may, real quick, before we get started. Let's do it. I want to let the nation know, for those of you who are here, those who were on the stream yesterday and may not be on Facebook, my cousin ended up raising $1,000 for the charity. So I want to thank you guys. And just to give a special shout out to Aldefonica, Aldefonica alone donated $130 in donations. Whoa. So I want to give a special shout out to Aldefonica for that. And I want to thank you guys for stopping by stream, showing some love, showing support. And for those who donated, thank you very much. Yes. Appreciate that. that. Very awesome. Awesome. That is very awesome, man. Yeah, he did do very good. He did a good. He did a good job. Yeah, you, you had to school him. You, you on your? Did you school him yet? Did you kind of show start showing him the ropes? I told him today. I said, "Look, you did good, but you need some work. So just call <laughs> me. Just call me when you're ready." <laughs> hey, I still need you to show me the ropes, brother. I know. I hey, listen. We did a little a little mini training before we got started. So. Yeah. I'll hook you up whenever, man. I'm always yeah. I'm always available. I'm not working now, so now's the time. Because once I start working, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> my I'm way I'm dying for my kids to go back to school so I can start doing video content and not just streaming. Yeah. Right. They don't right. go back to school till next week. So finally next yeah. week I'll be able to actually do videos. Copy that, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep in touch and I'll make sure to wake you up, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually on the weekends, definitely. <laughs> I'm usually up. All right, so we are here to talk about movies, cinema. One of the icons, one of the legends has passed away, unfortunately, uh, uh, this week over the weekend. He has lived up to be 90 years old. Yep. And he is the legendary Sean Connery. That's right. And we're just going to kind of briefly go over his movies. Uh, not all of them, just some of the ones I'm familiar with. And then after that, we'll go. We'll take it over. Uh, we'll hand it over to Rob. We'll talk about some Godzilla kaiju stuff. But first, let me go ahead and bring up my little list here, and we'll talk about uh, briefly with Sean Connery. Now, do you have any favorite Sean Connery films? Are you are you a fan? Or are you just you're? you're I'm just definitely a fan of Sean Connery. I've never been a Bond fan, so I never. Okay. I, and sorry, I'm going to torture you today. Then no, that's fine. I I. Uh, I saw some of his Bond movies, but they were, I was so young when I saw them. Yeah, me but too. One of my The Hunt for Red October stands as one yeah. of my favorites. Um, the Rock with Nicolas Cage is very good. Yes, I thought he was fantastic in The Last Crusade. Brilliant as uh, as uh, Indiana Jones's father. Yeah, Henry. Uh, there is another one he did with Catherine Zeta Jones that I liked, and I can't remember the title of it. In- Entrapment. Entrapment was also very good. Yes. Um, I know a lot of people don't like this film. I personally like it, no matter how cheesy it is. But okay. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay, now we're gonna get to that later. Yep, and we can talk about that because I need your help. Okay, I need your help with that one. All right. All so right. let's go ahead and go rewind here. So just like you, I wasn't really a fan of uh, Sean Connery's Bond movies either. Pierce Brosnan was kind of like my first Bond, ex- real Bond experience when I went to go see GoldenEye in theater. But then as I got more into becoming a Bond fan, I bought the old school DVD box sets. And then as I got older, I went to go revisit all of the movies and I got to see and and, and experience in order on cut widescreen, the Sean Connery Bonds. And then I was like, okay, I get it now. 
you know, if you, if you take, if you kind of rewind back of the time, you know, and they didn't really have the big CGI effects and all that stuff, and they had smaller budget, and uh, some of the stunts were cool for their time back then. And he had he had a lot of charisma, and I could see why a lot of people would pick Sean Connery to be their, the 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 only Bond. Like I oh, can't yeah. really argue against that, and that could be for another conversation of who who do you think is the best Bond? I'll do that with somebody else. So she's not a Bond fan, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. We're here to discuss the legacy of Connery. So let's go ahead and go through some of his movies here. So first up, we have Dr. No. I'm not going to go into big plot synopsis for each film, but Dr. No, the first official Bond film. Uh, There was a TV pilot that came out. They were trying to start a series way before Dr. No, and it starred an American, started, started someone else. It didn't really go anywhere, but Dr. No was the one that put Mr. Sean Connery on blast. Yep. And uh, made him a figure, made him an icon. It started It started with that movie. And that's a fun movie. It's a fun also, movie. Also, yeah, actually, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, Thank no, you. go ahead. Always. Thank you, John Martinez. Highlander is another one I did like with Sean Connery. Yes. Forgot to mention that one. Yes. So, yep. We're going to get to that also. So, yeah, Dr. No introduced the world to Bond, James Bond. That's right. Next, we have uh, From Russia with Love, and uh, what uh, the second Bond uh, Connery film. And what I enjoyed a lot about that was uh, it was it was a very good solid spy thriller. But if you get a chance, if, if those of you have not seen From Russia with Love, make sure you check it out because the end fight scene between him and Robert Shaw at the end is great. It's it's pretty good, especially for the time period. Pretty kick-ass, badass fight. So make sure you guys check out From Russia with Love. And then you have the big one. This was the big one now. Goldfinger. This is the Mm -hmm. big one. Uh, You got Odd Job, big, huge Japanese wrestler with the hat, with the the blade on it, flinging it. You got these big, colorful, more villains. You got, you know, Mr. Uh, Goldfinger himself. So what do you want me to do? I want you to die, Bob. You yeah, know, well, this, and this is the movie that heavily inspired Awesome Powers. Yes, because you yeah. remember Awesome Powers had random task who threw his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my favorite things, and and I knew that was Bond. Obviously, yeah. like I said, I I did see some of Connery's movies. I was just so young when I did. Yeah, but that's one that I remember simply because of the Awesome Powers yeah. movie. Yeah, it, <laughs> and, and and just think about it. We're back in the sixties. We're in the sixties. And the name of the Bond girl in this movie was her name was Pussy Galore. Pussy, Pussy Galore, that's right. Yeah, and I love that line where she tells Bond her name, and he and he's like, "I must be dreaming." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what was cool about Pussy Galore though was that she uh, she wasn't just a damsel; she was a no. badass. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. And then now we have next up we have uh, uh, Thunderball. That's right. And what I remember about liking most about Thunderball was, again, the end finale took place in the ocean. And usually action sequences and fight scenes under under the water usually could be kind of boring. Uh-huh. But they pulled it off when you have all the villains and all the agents underwater. Everybody's got harpoon guns. People are fighting, dodging harpoons. It's pretty entertaining, Thunderball, the, the finale, the Thunderball. And then you have... You only live twice. Yep. Uh, another great end finale action sequence with that. And here's a here's a little fun fact. This is the first movie to us Westerners 
the Westerners, the first time we see ninjas. Really? Yes. They wow, that's incredible. They introduced the concept of ninja assassins. And uh, you only live twice. Because because really, when the ninja exploitation boom hit the 80s, it was, yeah. the, it was Enter the Ninja with Shokasugi that really kicked it off. Franco, Frank Nero and um, I think it's Franco Nero. I, I always screw up his name, but uh, original Django was really kicked off the uh, ninja exploitation of the 80s. And then you have American Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, all that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. But before that, there were a few movies like Chuck Norris's uh, The Octagon and stuff like that that kind of introduced to Western eyes uh, ninjas. But uh, You Only Live Twice did it first. And then you have Diamonds Are Forever. Yep. And you Love have uh, the fight. The, the, the one part of that movie that sticks out is the fight between what you think is two Bond girls. Sean Connery comes across them, but they're actually two like assassins there to kick his ass. So it's actually kind of fun fight. Now, going to forward here. Have you seen or heard of the movie Outland? I've heard of it. I don't believe I've seen it. Okay. Trying to keep an eye on chat for me if if you can. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Because I got this stupid list up here, so <laughs> I'm going to go off and on here. So the interesting thing about Outland is that as soon as I highly recommend Outland. It's a very underrated movie. But as I was like, you know, let me sit down and finally watch this movie Outland. And it's a science fiction film thriller. And I was like, Sean Connery in a, a science fiction movie? I got to check it out. And I sat down and the opening title for Outland and kind of the music, but mostly the font and how the letters reveal themselves is a totally alien ripoff. Really? Like, <laughs> from, from the first alien, it's this exact same. I was like, oh no. Oh no, what is this? Well, that was a and, very, I mean, Alien was very popular when it came out. Yeah. But I was getting nervous. I was like, oh no, this might be really bad because there were a lot of alien ripoffs and, you know, after Alien came out. But even, even the setting is very similar to Alien. The setting is too. But what's hmm. cool about Outland, and if you guys have not seen it, make sure you check it out, is that it's basically a Western in space. Sean Connery plays a sheriff. He's basically the only law, really, in that base. And it's not aliens. He's not fighting aliens. Which, if you think about it, Sean Connery versus aliens might be kind of yeah. cool. But it's it's he he's fighting. He's fighting. He's trying to investigate murders. There's murderers happening around the base. And I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, High Noon with Gary Cooper, old school black and white western. Have you? I did see that as a kid, but okay. again, haven't seen it since. So Right. So this is basically high noon. Literally, this is high noon in space. Like, there's only one lawman in town. Nobody wants to fucking help him. Mm-hmm. They sing his praises. They love the sheriff in high noon. Oh, we love the sheriff. When the, when the villains show up, everybody just leaves, and he's basically by himself. And that's what was cool about high noon. Was that he was just like I got to face these bat these villains alone, and it's similar with Outland. So yeah, check Outland. It's very very kind of forgotten uh, sci fi thriller. All right, all right. Now here's here. This is going to blow your mind here. So Diamonds Are Forever was supposed to be Sean Connery's last film as Bond, 
And then that's when they went over and went to the next two bonds, right? They had George Lazenby, and then after George Lazenby, then they went with, um, oh, my God, I'm fired for my mind being blank right now. Chad, help me, help me out here. Oh, what is it? Oh, my God, I'm so fired. Oh, my God. They had, so these were two before uh, Pierce Brosnan took over? Yeah, it's not Timothy Dalton. It's the guy before Timothy Dalton. And I'm a fan of the guy. I can't, I can't believe my mind is blank right now. It is Roger Moore. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm getting old, Rob. I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> so then they went with Roger Moore with live and let die and all that. Here's the crazy thing. Now I don't know all of the detail cause it's been a long time uh, since I watched the documentary and all that, but they brought back Sean Connery in an unofficial bond movie where he plays bond called never say never again. And it came out, excuse me, the same year uh, Roger Moore's Octopussy came out. Now, how crazy is that? We had one year, I think it was 1983, I'm not positive. The same year, we had two Bond movies played by two different Bonds. Wow, talk about splitting the timeline. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, it's strange. So Bond did Marvel before Marvel did Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, before the Spider-Verse. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and it's, it's it, it, if you buy the James Bond box set, Never Say Never Again is not in there because it's not an, an a movie, but Bond in it. You, you know, that's. Oh, both. Thank you. And Max now, who's another. If you ever looked at Kim Basinger in her prime and you thought, you know what? She would have made a good Bond girl. Well, guess what? She's the Bond girl in this unofficial Bond movie. <laughs> oh, now I have to see it. I love young Kim Basinger. Yeah. Oh, she was And uh, Bar- Barbara Correa, I think I'm saying her name wrong, but she plays this character called Fatima, a very underrated uh, Bond girl villain. She's very oh. over the top and a lot of fun. But with Never Say Never Again, it was interesting because it kind of introduced the concept of an aging spy. Really? Yeah, way before Skyfall came out, where the 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 the, the spy, the badass, you always know and always known and always watched, he's kind of struggling a little bit because he's older. And Never Say Never Again did that with Sean Connery, but it was. You know, years before, you know, Daniel Craig's Skyfall came out. Uh, but, yeah, never say never again. I just had to throw that on here. And now here we are. We got Highlander. Highlander. That yeah. one I remember with Christopher Lambert. There was yeah. another movie I forgot to mention, although Sean Connery didn't star in this movie, but he had a cameo. He actually played two small roles. But it's one of my favorite movies as a kid, uh, Time Bandits. I know I'm fired. I am fired for this, but I have not seen Time Bandits yet. Oh, you are fired. It is such a great movie. I know. I know. It's in the queue. It's in the queue to watch. (laughs) Yeah, bump bump that up. (laughs) I'm going to do it. I'm definitely going to do it. But, you know, uh, Sean Connery steals the film as the character Ramirez, you know, a long, old, immortal badass that teaches a a new, brand new, young immortal and Christopher Lambert shows him the ways and uh, teaches him how to be a badass swordsman has a really cool fight with uh, uh, Clancy Brown, who plays the Kurgan, one of the coolest badass villains uh, of film. 
and uh, you feel you like you like the character so much that you feel for him when you know the when he gets decapitated. Sorry, spoilers. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna, well, I was gonna say that, that's not. If you haven't seen Highlander by now, then that's your problem. That's not yeah. a spoiler. <laughs> that that means it's time for you to catch up with the good shit. Yeah, it's still the best film in the series. It is. Still. Everything after that was complete garbage. Even the one with Mario Von Peoples was garbage. <laughs> so <laughs> we might <laughs> we might as well jump to Highlander Two since you kind of bring it up. Bad sequels. Mm-hmm. The only reason I it, Highlander Two is terrible. It's terrible. The theatrical version and the director's cut. Did you know the differences between both of those? Or you were like, this sucks. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it did pretty much. For some strange reason in the theatrical. Hold on a second. Steven Miller, thank you for the donation. Here he goes. There was a movie called Casino Royale, which used a James Bond name, but it was not a James Bond movie. The movie came out before. Like, yes. Yes. Thank you for that fun fact. That is true. That is true. Of course, leave it leave it to Michael Gonzalez to say that Highlander 2 was Oscar worthy. <laughs> this is the kind of shit I got to deal with on my stream. This guy coming up with these absurd fucking claims. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Can you uh, moderate me so I can just shut him up for the rest of the night? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to have to do that for the next stream. But yeah, yep. um, that was a fun fact. I believe, I believe it was James Coburn who played uh, in the Casino Royale movie back in the day but uh highlander 2 the the, they tried what was what's dope about the highlander series is that you don't really know that much about them and that's what makes it mysterious you'll get you'll get to know them and you get to follow these characters and the beloved characters but you don't really know who put this game together who is making these people fight for the prize right who made who created the immortals, right? Yep. Well, somebody, some idiot said, Hey, let's create a, 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 some kind of backstory. So, guess what? Did you know that the immortals were actually aliens from the planet Zeist? I was trying, I, I was hoping I could forget that for the rest of my life. <laughs> but it, you mentioning it reminded me of yeah. why I don't like any other movie other than the first one. Yeah. Dude, it's like, what are the fucking... So with the director's cut that came out, they totally took out the alien plot, which was smart, right? They're not mm-hmm. aliens from the planet Zeist, right? It's a, good, and, it's a good planet name, I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the director's cut is still messy. It's still, it's still a mess. It's not a great movie. However, I still have to recommend people to watch it because Sean Connery, if you're Sean Connery, yeah. Sean Connery steals the entire movie. He steals every scene, and he's basically the best part of Highlander 2. So I had to give it a, a recommendation there. Okay. That's fair enough. Now, Just this- fast forward to the parts that are Sean Connery. That's yeah, all you need. Pretty much. <laughs> all right. So we have one of my favorites, uh, directed by Brian De Palma. The music, the score is fantastic by Ennio Marconi. And we have the character Jim Malone, which won Sean Connery a Best Supporting Actor Academy Award. And we have the Unfucking Touchables. That's right, the Untouchables. Fantastic now this, movie. Now, this is where I get fired because oh, I, okay. I haven't seen it. Well, you're in luck because now you have time. <laughs> Very true. Right? We got homework. I got Time Bandits, right? And I you have got Untouchables. A, yeah. 
Untouchables still holds up to this day. It's a fucking badass gangster versus cop flick. You can't beat Robert De Niro in his in his prime playing Al Capone, beating people over the head with baseball bats. Like you can't, you, you just can't beat that movie. Kevin Costner actually gives a good performance in this movie. He's, but he's again, very touch and go. Yeah. Everybody was in their prime. Andy Garcia was really good in the film. But again, who steals the movie? Sean Connery. Sean Connery as Jim Malone. And heareth endeth the lesson. He always would tell Kevin Costner that after he would kind of smack him upside the head and kind of show him the reins. But uh, yeah, it's it's a great movie. Chat, if you guys have not seen Untouchables, great, great score, man. Badassity abounds. Some comedic moments. Good shit. So we got Untouchables. And here's the one you mentioned earlier. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, son. Now, what I like about this movie with Sean Connery is you get to see a comedic side that we hadn't seen from him. Right. And it got to it got to show you his range as an as an actor because he is hilarious in this movie. Hilarious. I mean, it is thank you, John, for the donation. And yes, Rising Sun is on the list. So we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought uh obviously he plays Indiana Jones' father in the movie. And I mean the He named the, the dog Indiana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indy <laughs> Junior. And um he was just so funny in this movie. And that is probably my favorite in the Indiana Jones series. <laughs> and a lot of it has to do with him, you know. It doesn't mean I didn't like Raiders, it doesn't mean I didn't like Temple. But yeah. he just brought a whole different element to the movie. And it also expanded on the character Indiana Jones's life yeah. a little bit, which yeah. also made the movie even better. Yeah. And then, of course, what's there's nothing more interesting than a quest for the Holy Grail. You know, so biggest, you know, if you're I'm fairly religious, I'm not that religious, but I've learned about the Holy Grail. It is one of the things that some people these days, some uh treasure hunters still believe it exists and still are out there looking for it. Yeah, and uh, but him in this movie was just hilarious. It, it was a side of Sean Connery that I don't think you really get to see in many other movies, even after this. Right, right. And that's what makes it so special to me is the fact that he just showed his range. He was hilarious, and yeah, I don't know how you feel about the movie, but I love it. It's one of my oh, favorite Sean Connery movies. I, I love it, and it was. Uh, and you're not alone either, because there's a lot of people that actually consider Crusade the best. Indiana movie. And they love uh, Raiders. They yeah. even love Temple. We're not going to mention the fourth film. That didn't happen. No. The Skulls. <laughs> Crystal Skull. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. But Ra- yeah, I, I would Raiders. have to agree. Would, he And he had a lot to do with that. He had a lot to do with why the movie was, to me, is one of the best, probably the best Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones was fighting the, the aliens from Planet Zeist. Yeah, oh God, that would be so movie. bad. That that long-awaited Highlander Indiana Jones crossover. But uh, uh, back before we move on, though, uh, Last Crusade was special to me because I actually saw that in theater. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, and 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 leading up to that, I was already an Indiana Jones fan because I watched them the, the movies on t- television. And I was like, "Wow, we actually get to see an Indiana Jones movie on the big screen!" And it was great, man. Crowd was laughing. Crowd was cheering. It's 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 it doesn't age. 
It doesn't age. It's, it's no. perfect adventure action flick that checks all of the boxes. Absolutely. And that's why Last Crusade is a classic. And uh, have you seen uh, The Hunt for Red October? I did see The Hunt for Red October. What you I think? Only saw, I only saw I remember loving it. Um, I can't say I've seen it. I've only ever seen it once when it came out at the time. So I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember liking it a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was good stuff. Great. Another great performance from everyone involved. That's our first Jack Ryan movie, right? I believe so. And then we had what? Patriot games. Um, yeah, I think Patriot games. Uh, I forgot the other one with Harrison Ford. Clear and present danger. I think was the other one. Some of all fears, and then I think the Jack Ryan movie with Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now they have the Jack Ryan show on uh, Amazon with uh, John Krasinski. Is that good? Oh my god, yes! I saw the first season. I haven't finished the second season yet, but okay. I love it. Love okay. it, really good. I'm gonna have to check it out. More homework for me. There you go. Yeah, Hunt for Red October, very good uh, Soviet thriller. That's right. Yeah, the. Uh, co- uh, the Soviet's best captain, played by uh, the Union's Soviet Union's best captain, played by Mr. Connery. You know, you know, you're you know you're an amazing actor and a badass when you don't have to create a Russian accent. And the- <laughs> I know, right? They just- <laughs> I'm Sean Connery, bitches. Okay, I'm <laughs> my, Sean Connery. My accent is all accents. Yes. Uh, yeah, and he. Uh, takes the newest sub and he violates orders and heads for the U S is he trying to defect or, or start a war? Very good thriller uh, brought to us by John McTarranen, uh, the director of die hard and the predator, excuse me, yep. predator. And I, yeah. And if I'm not, not mistaken, the hunt for red October is actually loosely based on something, a real event that happened when uh, back in, I want to say the forties or the fifties, there was maybe even earlier than that there was a Russian vessel that did attempt to defect to the United States. Really? Yes. In fact, um, I'm trying, I don't remember the whole story. They did end up getting caught and they were either killed or put in jail. Everyone who was on the ship. Right. Uh, But they did try to defect from Russia. I forgot what the reason was. Okay. That I cannot remember, but that is hunt for October is loosely based on that story. What, really? That I do remember. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Yep. Pretty interesting. Do you think the series would have been as successful as it was if uh, Alec Baldwin remained as Jack Ryan or Harrison Ford took took that character to another level? What do you think? No, I think Harrison Ford is, is a far superior actor than Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Um, Baldwin, I felt Baldwin was more... Baldwin is good in smaller doses. I don't think Baldwin is a headline actor. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, I know not a lot of people love Pearl Harbor, but I thought his role in Pearl Harbor was great. I like the role he played. You take a comedy movie like Along Came Polly. Yeah. I thought Alec Baldwin in that movie was hilarious. Yeah. You know, even though he played a small part, he played the boss of uh, Ben Stiller's character. And Every moment he was on screen, he just did the funniest shit. <laughs> but in long, in large dose movies, let's say, for example, Beetlejuice, a, a movie that I love and I adore. Yeah. But I felt Alec Baldwin in that movie took away from the comedy more than anything. He didn't add to it. You right. know, 
obviously Michael Keaton was the star. Gina Davis was just a, a, a beauty to watch on screen. Alec Baldwin was like the odd man out, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, even when Ona Ryder was charming under the whole guise of being dark and depressing. Right, right. But right. Alec Baldwin, he just was, of all things in that movie, he was not memorable. He seemed out of place. Yeah, to me, he did. Do you think his character was supposed to be kind of like? I think it was. I just yeah. don't think it worked. You know, right. like if you think about, if you really think about that movie, how many comedy moments did he have? Even Gina Davis had some funny moments. Yeah, obviously the best stuff was saved for Michael Keaton, right? But, um, or even the the I forgot his character. I forgot the actor's name and the character's name. But the family who took over the house after they died, the father, mm-hmm. he had some funny moments in that movie too, and he had lesser a lesser role. Yeah. So I mean, I think Alec Baldwin is good in small supporting roles. I never saw him as a as a a prime actor in any movie. It just he just never convinced me, no matter what he was doing. Somebody brought up brought up what the superior. Which one? Let me know when I'm back. You're back. Okay. Uh, someone in chat brought up the Edge. It was a pretty pretty kick ass movie, man. It's uh him and um, Anthony Hopkins and uh, their plane crashes in the woods and it's basically a, a survival film and they I'd come across this gigantic grizzly bear. Have you seen that movie? That one I haven't seen. It's pretty good, man. But but again, he's not the lead. He's just co-star. Yeah. But, yeah, but his exactly. acting's good in The Edge. But yeah, The Edge is good. Well, you if know, you, ever- you know what they say, even the sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while. <laughs> If you ever want to hear Anthony Hopkins, excuse me, Sir Anthony Hopkins say, and tomorrow we're going to kill the motherfucker. If you ever want to hear Anthony Hopkins say that, watch The Edge. I'm going to have to. Very good. All right. So somebody brought up Rising Sun earlier. Oh, the the person who donated. Thank you so much. Uh, Wesley Snipes. I feel like I have, but I don't think I did, to be honest. I don't think I did. I was, you know what? This may sound like uh, blasphemy. There's a very small amount of Wesley Snipes movies I liked. I don't think this was one of them I was interested in. Right. In fact, I could only think of maybe two movies that off the bat, off the top of my head, that no, three, that I liked Wesley Snipes. New Jack City. Okay. Blade, of course. Well, both Blade movies, if you want to count them. Okay. And White Man Can't Jump. Right. And after, outside of that, I can't think of any other. Even Demolition, I didn't. I didn't like him in that movie. I thought he was an idiot. As good as the movie was, I did not like him in that movie. I thought he was way, way too over the top in that movie. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> we got Eric here talking about Zardoz. Everyone's bringing up Zard Zardoz. He said, "I watched Zardoz last night. Not a fan personally. It's weirdness. But commendable. Never even heard of it. Oh God, dude." Okay, I have. It's on the list. It's in the queue. It's in the queue because it looks so. I saw the trailer, and it looks so batshit insane. It looks like a sci-fi fantasy. It looks. Oh, so is this one of those like off the cuff like B slash way off type movies or way off the cuff? Like it's. It looks so bizarre. It was one of those. Um, okay, I gotta watch it just to see how weird it is. But yeah, Zardoz. Look, we have another one. Zardoz see, is a that- trip. That's where I got to give you props. You have the patience and the tolerance to check out a B movie. Every time I try, I'm so disappointed. I just want to take a shotgun to the nuts. 
<laughs> I literally the last B movie I saw was Atlantic Rim, and I nearly jumped out the window. I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Atlantic Rim is a C movie. Oh, that's a Z movie. It's so bad, but I no. still, I, I still want to watch Cruel Jaws. <laughs> I'm yeah. still heavily interested in Cruel Jaws. Yes, he's cruel. Um, oh, sorry. Hold on. Have you seen the Presidio? No. Okay. So Orlando, I am sorry. Thank you for recommending uh, the Presidio. I tried to actually watch it last night. And I'm pissed off because I think I think someone's trolling me, man. I think they're trolling me. I think I'm being watched because every time there'll be a movie on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, it'll be there for years. And then right when I'm around, you know, I'm You're getting around, finally watching it, it's gone. Yeah, they do that. That's that's how it Presidio, happens. Uh, I think it was a cop thriller. Um, no, not a cop thriller. Detective. I know, I know Sean Connery plays a military man, and. Um, but I heard it was pretty. I heard it was good. It was on the list. I've always wanted to watch it, and it was on streaming services forever. It was in my queue forever. I went to watch it last night. Gone. I'm like, really? I hate when that happens. Yeah. Or you know what? I don't know if you've noticed this. Here's a little conspiracy stuff for you. Conspiracy juices. I love conspiracies. A sequel or a remake of something will come out in theater, and then all of a sudden. The property it's based off of is gone off of streaming services. Huh. Have you noticed that? Give me an example. Say, for Let example, me... uh, the new Halloween sequel, the 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 the, the what if movie that came out in twenty eighteen. Is that the one with Jamie Lee Curtis? Is She's she back for it's the yeah. what if movie, right? Okay, I know that one. Yep. Right. Like the other sequels didn't happen. Oh, like they 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 scrapped the the history. Right. Or except maybe I think the original, right? Right. That came out, and then you go to streaming services to watch original Halloween, it's gone. Or here's a, here's another one. It was the Triple X Return to Xander Cage came out that weekend. So I never saw the Ice Cube one. And the Ice Cube one was on Netflix for years. And that weekend, I went to go watch it, and it was gone. I never saw the Ice Cube one either. Yeah, so I think it's a little conspiracy. I think they want you to go, no, 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 no. Now that you've shown interest of what's coming out in theaters this weekend, you're not going to watch the previous products for free. You got to buy it now. Yeah, I think I'm on to something, chat. Or at me. least you're not going to give that money to Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I still probably wouldn't see it anyway. I mean, you can't go from to me going from Vin Diesel to Ice Cube. I, <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? Oh, you go, you go from a ripped, badass, bald guy. To an afro wearing, a little bit pudgy, you know what I mean. It just doesn't work for me. And didn't didn't he show up at the end of the Triple X movie Return of Xander yeah. Cage? Yes. There were yes. Then, weren't there like several different Triple Xs? Of, all of a sudden, supposed to be this whole thing where there's Triple Xs all over the. I mean, look, if you're gonna give me that much Triple X, all mm-hmm. right, hand me over a sock and some lotion, okay? You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously. That's, that's actually, the only amount of triple X that I want. I didn't like yeah. his movie, but I actually liked the part where he showed up at the end and kind of helped fight the bad guys. It was cheesy, but the whole movie was supposed to be a joke. Yeah. Return of the Cage is a joke from beginning to end. If you watch it thinking like that, this is a joke. This is not supposed to be serious. Yeah. You'll, you can make it through. All right. 
Here we go. We are back to the list. The list. The list <clears throat> of Connery. Yeah, of Connery. Uh, did you see first night he played King Arthur? Yes, actually, I did see that one. Wow, I forgot to mention that. Hey! Yes, yeah, of course. What did you think of that movie? Oh, I love that one. Uh, do you know the name of the actress that played um, Guinevere? I think it was... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Give it, I'm looking at it like literally I have her in my brain right now. Uh, was it... Was Wait, well, hold on. Was Richard Gere in that? Yeah, he was. Uh, it was Richard Gere. Okay. Um, don't don't say her name, man. I really want to get this because I know it's like on the tip of my tongue. Uh, forget it. I give up for the donation. He says, "I'm about to go watch Godzilla Fest online." That's right. It starts in 20 minutes. I hope you, Rob, and Chat have a good night. Enjoy it, brother. Godzilla Fest. Damn, I can't remember her name. You're gonna say it. I'm gonna want to freaking crack myself over I'll, the head. I'll give, you, I'll give you a hint, Julia. Wait, it wasn't, was it Julia? It wasn't Julia Roberts, was it? I don't know. It's a different Julia. Okay, I was going to say, because that's not who I was picturing. <clears throat> I know she had long curly hair. Chat's helping you out right now. Do you want to look at chat? I'm looking at chat now. Julia Almond, okay. Ormond, yeah. Ormond, yeah, I said it wrong. Am I wrong? But help me out here. Was she in, and chat helped me out also. I just think this is kind of weird. It's kind of funny, actually. It's kind of funny, fun fact. Was Julia Armand in three movies where she had two romantic lead interests? Um, First night, uh, the movie with Harrison Ford and his son, and Legends of the Fall. Well, I didn't see Legends of the Fall. I don't know the other movie. And I know in this movie, Richard Gere played Lancelot. Yeah. I, I, I might be wrong. Chat, help me out here. But I think... She was in three movies where she was in love with two guys. <laughs> and she must have got typecast for that because I didn't see her anymore after yeah, the first night. Asian movie says she's always caught between two guys. There, well, there, there it is. Well, I'm on I, wonder, I wonder if Harvey Weinstein was one of them. <laughs> oh, shit. I can help myself. <laughs> I can All help right. myself. Speaking of... Uh, uh, knights in armor and swashbuckling. We have I am the last one. We have Dragonheart. Dragonheart was very good. I love that movie. Every sequel after that, complete garbage. Yeah, but much. I mean, I mean, straight to DVD garbage. A lot of them went straight. I think they even made another one recently. All of them, um, all of them yeah. are straight to DVD. All the sequels, yeah. But yeah, Dragonheart was really, really good, and he was a perfect voice for that dragon. Oh, yeah. But the special effects for the time were really good. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was a fun movie. Excuse me. Got some Stone Cold Steve Wise burps coming out. <laughs> um, what you call it? I think the score for that movie has been used a billion times in movie trailers. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'll Am tell I you right now. Um, music by. Randy Edelman, it's possible. Yeah, because I'd have to listen to the score again. Yeah, the score is like really good in that movie. And when you hear when, so many other trailers, that score was used. What's going on, uh, Budokan? 
He goes, Fat Samurai, I still got to buy Peninsula Train to Busan 2. I saw your epic review, but I got to take the hit myself. Now listen. Now listen. Oh, look at it. They made sequels to Dragon Heart. Boom, Jask is asking. Yeah, they did. They oh, made yeah. a lot. There's five of them. Yeah. The most five. recent one came out in 2017. Before before we get back to Sean Connery. Did you did you hear about Star Trek V, The Final Frontier? Did you hear about the controversy with that movie? Um, I've seen the movie. What's the controversy though? Is that <laughs> oh man, you know what? I'm not the one. Lady Fat Blood's the one. But I think uh the, the, the antagonist of that film was supposed to be Sean Connery. They couldn't get him. I don't remember why. So they got this other actor. If you look at the other actor with his facial hair, kind of looks similar to Sean Connery. And I don't remember if his name was Shakari or they traveled somewhere where the word Shakari was used. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Uh, and I do remember that character. He did have a funny mustache. Uh, <coughs> Final Frontier, right? Yeah. That's the one where the Enterprise got caught getting bombed by a, by a bird of prey that was firing while cloaked. I, I think that's the one. A long time. But that's the one William Shatner. Um, directed it's considered one of the worst star trek films but that's the one where it's like god what does god want with a spaceship you know that's <laughs> it's, they basically went to go seek god and then when they get there they find out that it's not god it's it's an entity that's up to no good so i don't remember if the entity was called shock okay, okay i got that one confused with uh the undiscovered country uh but i did see final frontier yes yeah. Thank you, Lewis. Thank you for that. You rock. Um, <laughs> Asian movie enthusiast. Shatner versus God. Shatner wins. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. at least there he did. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, back to Brolicon's thing. Now, here's the thing, what he mentioned earlier. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, everyone, if you're new. I just did a rant on a movie. That was the sequel to Train to Busan. You can watch the video and check it out. It's called Peninsula. I just did a rant video on it, okay? In that, in the video, I just want to let you guys know now, if you're new or if you've seen it already, still watch the movie if you're curious. Even though I didn't recommend it, if you guys are still curious and you want to watch it and enjoy it, by all means, don't let my review, don't let my rant review like deter you from like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to watch the movie. Okay. If you guys are still curious in watching Peninsula or Peninsula Drift, like I, like I call, I want to call the movie. All right. By all means, watch it. You may love it. You may enjoy it and have a good time. Okay. So I just want to get that out of the air now. Okay. But still check out the video. It's pretty fucking funny. All right, here we go. And like you said earlier, we have Entrapment, starring the beautiful Catherine Zeta-Jones. And who went into retirement by her husband. Yeah, I know. Ever since she married Michael Douglas, I, I mean, she's done like, what, one, one, maybe two movies? Right. You kept pumping her full of babies. <laughs> Thanks for the extra info, Eric. Thank you for that. Um, but anyway, Entrapment, very good thriller. A heist type of movie, and it's it's funny because Sean Connery's obviously really old in the film, but 
he just oozes manliness and oozes sexiness that you kind of buy a possible relationship between him and Catherine Zeta-Jones. You do, but it doesn't quite work out that way. You wouldn't buy that. You shouldn't. But you kind of do because why? He's Sean Connery, motherfucker. He is. I mean, even at 90, he was looking good. Yeah. All right. We got... uh, uh, Oh, we're going to save LXG for the end here. We got one more LXG. Classic. Oh, did I disappear on my back? For like two seconds you did, yeah. There was no audio. Okay. So we have the action thriller blockbuster summer action film. I saw in theater. The audience loved it. Everybody had a blast. Could quite possibly be, let me know, chat and Rob, Michael Bay's best film. What do you think? The Rock. Um, Michael Bay's best film, The Rock. It's definitely one of his best. Uh, I have to see. I mean, I know a lot of his... I know a lot of his movies, and there's one that I'm thinking about. I can't remember the name that I think might be his best movie. Let me check this out. But, but the Rock—that's not taking anything away from the Rock. The Rock was incredible. Yes. That scene where the military breaks into the uh, the the um, Al- Alcatraz, and they've got like the high ground, and the guys like, "Don't do yeah. it." We got the high ground. That scene alone was sick. Yeah. The way they got taken out, and I'm like, oh why? Okay, Bad Boys is one I'm thinking about. That's a good. That's a good that's, one. That's a good one. Bad Boys is really, really good. So it's hard. I'm still choosing The Rock over it. I think the I, Rock I was gonna say, in in hindsight though, I think The Rock is better. Yeah, but yeah, that you know that was a uh, Michael Bean. That's right from Aliens and Terminator fame. He was the guy leading the team, and uh, when they all got taken out by the Ed Harris. Uh, and his and his troops that had the high ground, but yeah, emotional scene, emotional content scenes. You don't really get a lot of those in Michael Bay movies. You usually get explosions and boobies and slow and slow motion. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I I Michael Bay is a guilty pleasure of mine. I love yeah. the Transformers movie with the exception yeah. of maybe two of them. And <laughs> and look, what more? Listen, I'll tell you this much right now because I'm looking at it here. When you have a movie coming out that's called. Robopocalypse by Michael Bay to be announced. What? I'm sold already. Wait, what? I'm looking at it right here. His last movie was Six Underground for Netflix in 2019. Coming up, he's got a movie he's working on called Robopocalypse. I am sold. Already. (laughs) Just on the name. Boom. Oh, wow. I'm I'm ready to buy my ticket right now. Is it another straight to Netflix movie? I don't care. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> look, even if it's on Netflix, I yeah. will still buy a ticket. Yeah. And just say, look, I know this is not in theaters. I just want to pay the $15 for it, and then I'm gonna go home and watch it. <laughs> but back, back to the back to the rock, though. Uh you have Nicolas Cage acting crazy, but good crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh comedy in there. It was a crowd-pleasing movie. It had some good stunts. Some great action shootouts and Sean Connery playing a badass, owning every scene. And there is a woman in this movie. I was funny. I was talking about this with my mother today because there is a a woman in this movie that I had a crush on growing up because my mother used to watch soaps. And 
this this woman played a character in one of the soap operas. Yeah, and she played uh she played Nicolas Cage's girlfriend or wife. Okay. Name is Vanessa Marcel. Thanks for subscribing, oh. Louis. Yeah, she is quite the looker. If you look her up, I mean, you'd have to look her up in your younger days. But man, <laughs> Vanessa Marcel, I had a major crush on when I was a kid because I saw her on General Hospital. Yeah, and she was in this movie. She had a very small role. But it was good enough for me to hit the pause button a couple of times and be very happy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Rock is very good. Ed Harris was a great villain in this movie. Uh, Ed, has Ed Harris ever acted horribly? No. No, I even don't think if, so. Even if it's a small co-starring role, I don't, I've don't. i never watched an Ed Harris performance and cringed. Yeah, and he's another actor with very good range. I, yeah. He's done romance movies. He's done action movies. He's done drama. He's been a and he's I, I personally loved his villainy in this movie. But he oh. was he was a good villain because he actually did care yeah. for the men who were trying to insurge on his people. You he can understand you could, his motivation. Yeah, exactly. You could understand his motivation. He didn't necessarily want to kill anybody, yeah. but he was willing to do it if he had to. Yeah. And he was I like the fact that they made his character so he wasn't one sided. He didn't have one dimension. There were many, many layers to his villain in that movie. Even even the even the the the, the co stars were great. They had fucking oh, yeah. Tony Todd, you had fucking Candyman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, just a crowd pleasing movie. Uh definitely a, a highlight in Michael Bay's uh, repertoire. I actually liked um Twelve Hours. Is Twelve, 12 hours? hours. Trying to think of which one that one is. That was the military one where they were outnumbered and they were trying to defend the base. Hmm, I don't remember that one. I think it's Twelve Hours. I think that was actually pretty good, man. I'm gonna have to check that one out because I don't, I don't recall that one. It's based off a true uh, uh, event where these military guys. They uh, were kind of stationed out. In Are you talking place. about 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi? Okay, yeah, I haven't seen that one either, but I did hear that was really good. Yeah. For for Michael Bay, that was a good movie. Yeah. All right, now, now I, I actually purchased this movie. I was talking to Daniel, the Sci-Fi Century, and I was, and we were we were debating on if we should one day get together, rewatch, revisit the revisit the film first because it's been many years. But we were thinking about doing a, a, a live stream podcast. Maybe me and you could do it in the future, or we could just talk about it right now. On was LXG really that bad? That was going to be the League talk. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Um, now, I've only seen it once. I don't remember liking it, but I remember liking parts of it. And I remember Sean Connery was good in it. I, I think the problem with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen for a lot of people is, number one, I think it was it was before its time. If yeah. you release that movie now, yeah. I think the results are a lot better. Okay. That's number one. Number two, this also kind of showed that the, the audience that Sean Connery kind of outlived his audience like the, i don't think when this movie came out the sean connery base was as strong as it used to be no, no. and furthermore you did not have a very strong supporting cast a lot of the actors in this movie at that time nobody knew who they were right 
nobody knew. And I, I have to say, I agree. I, I remember when I saw this movie, I liked it because I love crazy shit. Yeah. I love Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde character in that movie. Yeah. And Dorian Gray. I mean, if you, if you, um, excuse me, not Dorian Gray. Um, I think I got the name wrong. Maybe it was Dorian Gray. Let me just put uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, yeah, 2003. Yeah, by now, I mean, this was four years removed from, this was four years removed from Entrapment. And right. um, yeah, Dorian Gray. So Stuart Townsend at this time wasn't well known. You know, it wasn't until a couple of years later. Uh, Peta Wilson, again, even now, I know her, but at the time, nobody knew who Peta Wilson was. Uh, Shane West, he's one of those actors that he was an American actor, but again, at that time, he wasn't very, you know, these are just actors that nobody really knew. And yeah, yeah, Jason Fleming, uh, Tony Curran. I mean, uh, this time, Peta Wilson obviously became big much later. Same thing with Stuart Townsend, but he kind of got typecast after this movie playing undead characters. I believe he played in a couple of, a number of vampire movies. Right. And, you know, you have to know the lore of all these characters to kind of enjoy it. And I did. I grew up reading, you know, uh, Tom Sawyer, Dorian Gray, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde has always been one of my favorite uh, folk tales or fairy tales, whatever you want to call it. Invisible man. The invisible man. Correct. So if you, if you weren't hip, if you weren't hip to the lore, yeah, yeah, then, you know, and around this time, 2003, I mean, these are stories that even I remember as a kid, but I don't think a lot of people, a lot of, especially younger people. I mean, I was young then, but you know, I just don't think the star power was there outside of Sean Connery. And there's reasons why these great literatures were not often made into movies, you know? Uh, Shout out to Jimmy real quick. This is for you, buddy. You're the man now, dog. There we go. (laughs) Sean Connery, Landing Forrester. Yeah. So I just think, I think if you, if you release this movie like 10 years later in 2013, Better special, better CGI, better special effects. A more yeah. because what it is is that all this all this lore is from Britain. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Well, except for Tom Sawyer, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. I believe Dorian Gray is, um, and American audiences. Yes, we've heard them. We've heard of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. A lot of people use Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde more as a catchphrase than they know anything about the actual lore. Yes, they know he changes into Jekyll and Hyde, but they don't know the whole story behind it. Dorian Gray, I don't know too many people in America who know the story of Dorian Gray. So, you know, The Invisible Man, yes, but what we know here in America as The Invisible Man is very different from the original. So it's just a lot lot of elements that played into this movie that I don't think... uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? That I don't think connected with the American audience at the time it came out. So... But I believe if you make this movie 10 years later, uh, put a more well-known cast. Okay. And Sean Connery, because the guy doesn't age, you can still put him in the movie. Um, I think it does a lot better. Right. So what you're, overall, the experience, what you're saying is that this movie was ahead of its time. I think so. <coughs> it, it, is, it is really cool. I mean, it's a really cool movie. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Well, the, uh, the concept, I mean, it was based off of the Alan Moore graphic novel, mm-hmm. which won 
tons of awards and was critically acclaimed the uh the alan moore graphic novel um i'm not sure exactly the it, what happened in detail behind the scenes i heard it was a nightmare uh making the movie because you know you know it must have been bad when the director of blade quits directing films for the rest of his life sean connery quits acting for the rest of his life <laughs> Something behind the scenes was so bad. I don't know it was production, studio interference. I'm not sure. Probably studio interference. Or they were just like, fuck it, I'm done. Uh, which is sad because I've always wanted to see uh, the director of Blade do more uh, work. Right. Uh, but I think you might be onto something, Rob. So when I when I get around to wa- revisiting it again, uh, maybe I'll still do that. Was it really that bad uh, video uh, about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yes. Yeah, I personally remember loving the movie, and I've seen it multiple times since. Yeah. Um, I think you know the the CGI is bad. Um, I'm just gonna forewarn you. Yeah. And there are a lot of issues in the movie, but I think the I think I fell in love with the concept because again, I like the lore of a lot of the characters in this movie. So the idea of and it's not mainstream. You know what I mean? Like you you see the Avengers, that's mainstream. DC, that's mainstream. You know what I mean? You're taking individual characters that have their own popular lore, folktale stories, yeah, and you're putting them all on screen. And I love that. I love that idea. So yeah. it's unfortunate it didn't work out the way it could have. Right. But I think a lot of elements played into that. Probably, like you said, the background stuff. I think the actors at the time were were they weren't there yet. Uh, like I said, Peta Wilson has come a long way since this movie. It was um, a film Nikita TV series, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, of course, again, Stuart Townsend pro- got ended up getting typecast, unfortunately, after this movie because he had that look, he had right. that that undead vampire sexy look, and then he started doing a lot of vampire roles. Um, Shane West was coming into his own at this time, but I think this movie tanked him because after this, I hardly ever seen Shane West again. Yeah. And then Jason Fleming, you probably he's he's one of those actors where you're like, I've seen him somewhere. So he's he popped up. Yeah. But he's he's I noticed he's been cast in <clears throat> roles where um he's either I've never seen him as a heroic role. Right. But he's been cast in where you get you need a guy to put makeup on him. You know, because I think he played um I think he was one of the villains in like Clash of the Titans remake, and I think he was uh, Azazel, which was the red Nightcrawler looking guy in yeah. class. He's mm-hmm. one of those actors. He's a good character actor. Yeah, he he's been in a lot of movies. He's yeah. been in tons of movies. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be one of those characters where you look at him and you're like, I've seen that guy before. Yeah, but yeah, he's been. He was also in Kickass. Yes, yeah, he did have a small. He had role. a little. He had a little cameo in Kickass. So. Yeah. Yeah, and he did play Azazel. Yep. So he's been in tons of movies. He's he's had endless work. But again, at the time of the movie, nobody yeah. knew who he was. Yeah. So they were probably, like you said, they were probably banking it on being okay. We got Sean Connery. That should be good enough. But then, like you said, the Sean Connery stocks probably popularity wise probably dropped a little. Yeah, and that's not because he's bad or anything. It's just you know we got into a new age. You know, younger audiences, not as familiar with Sean Connery as anyone who grew up in the 80s or the 70s or the 60s. You know, right. that 90s born, that early 90s young young audience that you go for yeah. 
they're at this point, they're turning 14, 15. They're the ones going to the movies on the weekends. They don't know who Sean Connery is. Right, right, right. Sucks, but that's just how it is. Yeah, that's just how it is. But but uh, I'll definitely get around to revisiting it and maybe hopefully doing a video. I want to start I, a new series. Was it really that bad series on the channel? I want to start. Yeah, I, I, I think you like it. Okay. I remember liking parts of it. I mean, even Captain Nemo, I remember him throwing down with the sword fighting and all that. Yeah. So I want to I revisit it. I do. I, I definitely want to check it out. Uh, but, yeah, we have gone through. We have finished our list here. We have gone through some of the films. <clears throat> excuse me. A very long, long list of films that we didn't even, men- we didn't even mention uh, on here because there's so many that we still haven't seen yet because he has a huge, long repertoire of uh, filmography underneath this man's belt. Yeah. Like he I is, said, he's he been in time, he, he was in Time Bandits. So he played a small role in that movie. Robin uh, Hood too, right? I believe so. I, wonder, I believe he did. I believe he had a small role in that too. Yeah, yeah. But oh, here we go. We got Eric saying, "I'd really like to see you start that." Is it really that bad series in the future? <laughs> I might have to do it, Rob. I might bring you in on this, buddy. Hey, you know what? I you might inspire me to do my own too. We can we can yeah. just kind of rub off on each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you do, is it really that bad? And then be like, all right, I'm gonna recommend this to Rob and let him see if he really thinks it's that bad. And like if it's a movie I haven't seen, yeah, that'd be good. It's fun. Uh all right, here we go. So we have finished Sean Connery. Uh, again, rest in peace. Uh he was a legend. Uh, he will really be missed. Uh, but now it is time. With the big G, the big G, yes, G Daddy. We're gonna go through Rob's uh, favorite Godzilla films here. He's gonna tell, he's gonna do most of the talking. I'm gonna shut up. I talk too much. Uh, but Rob, before we get started, uh, I know the nation knows what you're gonna be purchasing in the future. But let's let the movie lover badasses and the samurai assassins. Can you show them? I'll bring it up on my end. All right. The the amazing. Future Poitus. Yep, let me pull it up here. Um, yeah, let's, see, let's get a good picture. All right, this is good. All yep. right, and I'll share it so you can pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up right now as soon as I get it. All right, that way chat can see, everybody can see here. Yeah, the ETN definitely go. knows there this is go. coming. So, boom, look at that. Look yep. at that. Should now, be. Should be arriving at my doorsteps within the next couple of weeks. Look at the detail on that baby. Look at that. It is definitely a beauty. Yes. Now, how tall is that guy? Uh, eleven, just under twelve inches. Woo! Or te- or is it ten? Just under ten. Uh, actually, part- I think it says. I think it's ten point nine nine. Last I read. Now, is this part of the X Plus series? Yeah, this is an X Plus figure. Oh. Man, so you're getting you're you're getting what you pay for here. You're getting quality here. Yeah, I can't wait to get it. I'm looking forward to it. It looks so so detailed and it's you know the way it's crafted. The the uh, X plus that you have in the background there that's from the 80, 1980s. Uh, yeah, this right? this one is my nineteen eighty four. So is it uh, that big? It's about it's about the same size as this one. It might be a little bit shorter, but it also might be longer. That but, that is amazing too, though. Yeah, this is a great. This is a great one. Let me just see, pull it up here. So, and the detail. I mean, you got you even got the derp eyes from the movie. You know Dude, what I mean? 
What is it about that face where you're just like, you know what? I don't want to fuck with that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not happy. <laughs> he's not happy at all. But he's uh this is this is one I had been dreaming about getting for about six years. <clears throat> and I'm glad I never bought it when it first came out because the original Expos version, while it's very good, yeah. it's not nearly as detailed as this one. This one is actually pretty recent. I think maybe this was made about this was crafted maybe two years ago. Um, uh, And it's, there's a famous sculptor in Japan. I believe his name is Yuji Sakai. Okay. So he did this one. He, I believe he also did the 2019 one, the one that I purchased. And, um, and yeah, I don't, I'm not a big figure collector. I'm very selective about the things I get. And I knew that I'm not a big, yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) So in Japan, my, this is my favorite Godzilla suit. So that's why I got it. Okay. And obviously, I, I I very much love what America, what Legendary has done with the Godzilla design that I think is original, but it's also a, a good spiritual representation of what Godzilla looks like. So, yeah, and yeah, so I'm, I'm I can't wait to get it. Uh, you're gonna, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to show it off once you get it, right? Because I want to see it. Oh my god, yeah, I'm going to unbox it and everything uh, on a video or something. So, all right, so here's mine. If you guys have not seen my, uh, well horror movie pickups video it's a lot of fun make sure you guys check it out if you haven't seen it but at the end here here's my little most recent kaiju pickup we have gigan son that's right final wars this look at the base i'm sorry there you go the base check that out yeah oh yeah i remember when you sent me the screenshot of that so you damn you actually did get it that's incredible yeah, yeah that's and, nice and chainsaw hands why because it's motherfucking chainsaw hands okay? of course i mean what else what other reason is there? You know. <laughs> so there's that. My yeah, that's, that's probably nice. the last purchase I'm going to be buying for a while. Yeah, that is really nice. All right. So before we get into your favorite Godzilla movies, um, have you heard anything about the Criterion release? Um, uh, what you gonna call it? Showa era box set. Did that do well? Did it that- do. In terms of sales, it did very well. Um, I myself did not buy it because, um, you know, I have all the movies already. And as nice as the presentation is, yeah, you know, I got kids. I can't just go spending, uh, you know, you know, if I was single, maybe. But even still, there were some people reporting that some of the movies, uh, the quality of the movies, some of the movies weren't that great. Uh, Some people were complaining that on the very bottom, Uh it was like strips like colored strips from on the bottom of the movies. Huh. I'm not sure if that happened to everybody or just the select people that were complaining about it. But um, yeah, uh, in terms of sales, it, it sold very well. Okay. Ha, ha, do we have a shot? Is there, do we have a chance of another release, but with the Heisei and then the millennium era? Uh, That's I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to get that. We just got a Gamera one. Um, that was the shout factory. Yeah, that was yeah exactly. So I, I do think I do think we'll get a now the Gamera one's actually ninety nine dollars now. That's not bad. Um, yeah, I think eventually they'll release a Heisei and a and a Millennium. Because a lot of those Millennium Blu rays were released by Sony, and the picture's terrible, man. Yeah, the picture's not good. The Heisei releases were better than the uh, Millenniums in terms of quality. The, the is as good. Yeah, I don't have too many. Like, as big of a Godzilla fan I am, I'm still very budget yeah. friendly. 
like, like, Godzilla movie I don't like, I don't buy it. Like one of my some of the Godzilla movies that I just think are completely rancid, like Godzilla vs. Sea Monster. I will never own that. <laughs> I could I'm the I'm I'm a big Godzilla fan. I will never own that movie. We did a watch long Godzilla series for a while, <laughs> and somebody had dared me to watch that, and I think Godzilla's Revenge back to back. Uh-huh. And I remember doing that on a Friday night with chat and I wanted to just stab my eyes. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, so, what, do you, what do you think of Eric's quote here? What do you say? Let me see. Hey, say is the best era for Godzilla. Um, it's definitely a good era, but there's only a small handful of movies in that era that I like. Yeah. Um Godzilla versus Destroyer, uh Godzilla versus Biolante. Um The Mothra one was good. It was okay. I didn't you know what killed that one for me was Batra. Really? I don't know I don't even know why you needed to put that in there. Um There's still so, better than Space Godzilla. Oh, Space Godzilla was bad. Um even even as much as I lo- love Ghidorah, I didn't even like Godzilla versus Ghidorah very much. Oh, we're throwing shots. Yeah, I, I thought Godzilla vs. Ghidorah in the Heisei, uh, Heisei series is bad. Right, he's throwing shots. Check this out. What the did he say? Has begun. Most show movies are trash. Oh, don't pay him no mind. I just banned him from my channel. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just trying to stir some shit. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's so let's get to the good movies. Let's get to Rob's faves. Go for it. Boom. All right, so I'm going to start from the bottom up. Okay. So, because chat, anyone who's here from ETN knows what my top three are. Okay. They just tend to shift. But so, my number 10 of all the Godzilla movies is Godzilla versus Adora, believe it or not. <laughs> now, fun. now, this just made my list recently because I, I go back every now and then and I watch these movies and I realize. Godzilla versus Hedorah is massively underrated. I actually think I actually think that what makes this this is gonna be this is gonna if there's any Godzilla fans in here, they're gonna go crazy. But I give my honest opinion, I don't pull any punches. Yeah, well, that's why you're here. What what actually makes Godzilla versus Hedorah a bad movie uh-huh. is actually Godzilla. Okay. And it doesn't mean that Godzilla's bad in the movie, it's the way they present him. When you look at this movie, you look at all the scenes that involve the smog monster. It's all uh, this thing is death incarnate wherever it goes. Yeah. It is a complete menace to the environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this thing flies over people and they turn into skulls. That's it. Yeah. There's nothing it can't feed off of because it's complete just a weight toxic waste of a monster. So it's and it's very dark. A lot of scenes that involve Hedora in this movie are very dark, very foreboding. Yeah. But every time Godzilla pops up, out comes the cheesy music. <laughs> the sun is shining in the background. And it kind of just takes away. If they had stuck with the dark element like they did for the whole movie, even when you bring in Godzilla, that can work. In fact, to me. If you take away the the corny music and the sunshine in the background when he's popping around, you actually make Godzilla heavily look like the underdog in this movie. Yeah. Um, Because the smog monster really gives him a hard time. 
Right. I mean, he pushes him to the edge. They, I mean, he literally takes a shit on Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about Godzilla getting shit on? It actually <laughs> happens in this movie. So I thought, I, I just think it's, but Godzilla makes it watchable. <laughs> Well, Godzilla makes any movie watchable. I want to. I want to be very clear. This doesn't mean that Godzilla ruined the movie. It's the presentation of Godzilla in this movie that that I think ruins it because they overdid the hero thing. Now, I understand why they did it. This came out in the seventies. Godzilla whole friendly with kids stuff was going on very big during this time. But man, if this movie had come out either later or before. And they stuck with that dark tone, the way they presented Hedora as this vile, yeah. kind of scary. That would have been interesting. A flying death. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but but still, I, I put it in my top ten. But you uh, get you get the you get the bonus though of Godzilla ripping out Hedora's balls and presenting yeah. it to the audience. Yeah, like here, look, I'm still the king, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh swole and i just ignore that so yeah. <laughs> so then we have um but godzilla versus the dora actually replaces uh monster zero which was tough because i love monster zero yeah uh number nine on my list is godzilla versus destroyer okay i don't think i need to explain with this one um while i'm not a big fan of the destroyer monster in and of itself i thought it was a good end to the to the era uh, it was a very sad ending um, it's kind of tough to watch Godzilla melt, and yeah. I also like the originality of the story in terms of this is a monster that was made. He's very nuclear, he's very yeah. you know radiation. So now they present a tipping point for him. I thought that was genius. Yeah, you know, present. So I Godzilla versus Destroyer. I love Godzilla story. I like the way they made Destroyer. A very horror presentation. Uh, I love how he starts off as this little crustacean that kind of bands together and makes this bigger monster. I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, But I thought he was a glass cannon of a monster. He's very powerful, but not very durable. Right. You know, Um, I've had a lot of debates with people about this. My biggest issue is Godzilla Jr. handed him his ass and it took him to evolve to his last final form just to beat Jr., yeah. So to me, that that doesn't sell me as a as a super strong monster. But my favorite, my favorite son of Godzilla is that one. Yeah, I, I think everybody likes Junior. Um, Manila is yeah. Uh, so Godzilla vs. Story was probably the best Heisei movie in the series. But uh, ready to trigger some Godzilla fans here. I still think the Gamera Heisei trilogy far outdoes the Godzilla uh, Heisei series. So. If you haven't seen the Gamera Heisei trilogy, go check it out because that, well, yeah, it shits all over Godzilla Heisei. It really <laughs> does. And this is coming from a Godzilla fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at number eight, I have Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. This was Ghidorah's introduction into yeah. uh, Godzilla's enemy gallery, and I love it. I love this is the first time you see three monsters team up against one. They made Ghidorah look. This is probably the only movie other than 2019. That really makes Ghidorah look like a badass. Yeah. Um, it takes three monsters to take him down. Now, there are a lot of cheesy parts in this movie. The whole translation of the monsters talking at the end is cheesy. And this is also another movie I love to use as an example for people who complain about cutaways in the new movie. 
because while these four monsters are fighting, there uh-huh. is cutaway galore. Uh-huh. Cutaway galore. And um I but this is what made me fall in love with Ghidorah. So very, very good movie. Um number seven would be Godzilla versus Mothra. Uh this was just overall a good movie. Uh Godzilla's presented as a villain. Uh this is the first time we see Mothra in a movie that's not solo. And I just thought the storyline was good. Uh, I thought the ending was very good. It was kind of a against all odds type of fight with the little two twins. Uh-huh. Uh, and it set the tone for people to just have to swallow and accept the fact that Godzilla cannot beat these guys. <laughs> he cannot beat them, no matter how hard he tries. Uh, number six. Let me see. Am I up to number six? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Number six, I have Godzilla 2019. Okay. Uh, this... I remember when I saw this movie, I did a short review coming out in my car and I told people, if you love Showa movies, mm-hmm. you're going to love 2019. Outside of that, there's really no story. Um, I find it hard to believe that they didn't come up with a good story after the story they had in 2014, which was very generic. Uh, but they actually managed to make it worse. Uh, <laughs> but to me, what saves the movie is the monster battles. They upped the ante on that. The Rodan scene from the time he comes out to the volcano to the time he clashes with Ghidorah is hands down the best scene in the movie. Uh-huh. That sequence where he is just picking off pilots and chasing uh, yeah. the, the big jet is a, just a masterpiece of cinematography, special effects. That is the highlight of the movie if you haven't I seen agree. it. Um, the movie overall I thought was just a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I, I love it. You know, I love it, but it 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 leans too heavily on um, exposition. Um, the characters can be interesting, but they don't get enough. They don't get enough legwork. Yeah. Um, and I like the lore they presented. You know, if you saw the movie, they did kind of hint and touch on like the twins, uh, the Mothra twins. They did uh, show other lore. Uh, for example, alluding to the fact that Ghidorah is, a space monster, but they didn't go too heavy handed on that. I thought that was clever, but overall the movie is just, if you love monster fun and this is, it's a good movie for that. Great soundtrack. Um, Very good soundtrack. That's probably the other thing about this movie that makes it incredible. The soundtrack by bear McCreary is outstanding. So uh, then for me, number five, we have GMK. Yeah. It's the only Millennium Godzilla movie I like outside of Final Wars, and I like Final Wars just because it's dumb fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like to me. I see Final Wars as a as a grand tour Godzilla movie. You know, it's not like uh, the story sucks. It's over the top, but he basically runs around and kicks everybody's ass, including Gino. So, um, but GMK was just incredible. The way they presented Godzilla in this movie as a kind of zombie, you know, and the white eyes. The the scene that stands out to me in this movie is when he's fighting Ghidorah, who I think this is the only movie Ghidorah was shown in the light of as a good guy. Yeah. And he's fighting Ghidorah, and you see Mothra kind of hovering towards him from the back. Yes. And he's he looks like he's about to blast Ghidorah, and then the last minute he turns around and just eviscerates Mothra. Yeah. It was such a brutal scene. And the reason I love this movie is because it gives me the hint and the feel that I've always wanted from a Godzilla movie, which is that Godzilla is just complete destruction. Yes. You know, yes, I love the show films because I grew up with them, but I've yeah. always wanted 
a Godzilla that is ruthless, yes. heartless, yes. and is just doesn't has no fucks given about anything he's doing. Destruction. This was the closest thing to that, which is yeah. why it's definitely in my top ten. Nice. Uh, number four would be Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and this is a personal choice for me because this was the first Godzilla movie I'd ever seen as a kid. Nice. Um, and I love Mechagodzilla, the whole idea. I don't think this, the concept of Mechagodzilla works in the new movies, but it doesn't matter. We're going to get them anyway. We're going to get it anyway. Uh, yeah, we're getting it regardless, so I hope it works. Um, but I love I love this movie because it really kind of puts Mechagodzilla in the stratosphere of one of his top villains. Yeah. I, I always used to have a hard time of juggling who's his top villain. Is it Ghidorah or is it Mechagodzilla? And I got to say, I think it's Mechagodzilla. Uh, Ghidorah, after the three-headed monster, became more of a more of a pushover. I yeah. actually felt bad for Ghidorah in Destroy All Monsters because he was just getting pounded <laughs> by like nine other monsters. Oh, the NWO. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like an NWO pounding, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I swear to God, I heard that music playing in the background, like New World Order. And it's just they spray painting NWO on the back of Ghidorah. It's like <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, so for me, Mechagodzilla is his number one villain of all yeah. time, in my opinion, um, because he's always kind of come back, and every time he's there, he gives him a hard time. Even when the people controlled Mechagodzilla in the Heisei series, they nearly killed him. Uh, if it wasn't for Rodan in one movie, he probably would have died. Uh, but in this particular movie, I mean, he Godzilla took a, an ass whipping, and it basically if not for his, I guess, magnetic power, how he got that, we don't we don't ask these questions. Uh, he probably would have lost. Um, uh, Godzilla had him down and bleeding. It was yeah. the first, you know, I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, my God, he's bleeding. So definitely that's not my number four. Now, number three, I have Godzilla 2014. Okay. Uh, 2014, amongst the MonsterVerse, uh, remains my favorite. Uh, I like the way Gareth Edwards presented Godzilla in terms of scale. I thought it was really good. Uh, I like the fact that he did not show him a whole lot because okay. it made the ending uh, much more valuable in terms of what you got. Okay. Uh, we all knew that the breath was coming. We just didn't know when. Yeah. But when it did, it was incredible. And you get a really good high from seeing that in a movie. And such a good high that you don't expect that your high could be exceeded five minutes later when he uses his breath again to basically blow it down the throat of the Muto, which he had never done in any other movie. That was probably, that could be the most badass Godzilla moment. It's definitely one of the most, I got to say, to be fair, yeah, to be fair, one of the other best breath moments for Godzilla was probably. Shin Gojira, when he first uses his breath and pretty much eviscerates the city. Destruction. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, So, yeah, 2014 is number three. Number two? Okay. My man right here. (laughs) Godzilla 84. Derpzilla. Derpzilla. I don't care. My derp. I love him. And uh, this movie, I've always felt that the Godzilla solo movies were always really good. Uh, I think 2014, had it been a solo movie, would have probably been the the tits. I'm just going to say it like that. It probably would have been the tits. And uh, what I love about 84 was characters are trying to understand Godzilla. There is a sense of 
sympathy for him while also fear. Uh, I like the fact that you you don't know what his purpose is, and you never really get the answer. It's almost it's a very um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the ending is very uh, God is a word for it, and I use it all the time, and I, I and I can't think of it now. But anyway. There's no really conclusion as to what his purpose is. He just is. And and that's when I kind of like Godzilla the most, when he just is. Yeah. I think that's why I like 2014, because, you know, there is no there's no side picking there. You know, like a lot of people say, well, in 2014, he was the hero. Well, was he really the hero when he caused a tsunami and killed probably thousands of people when he came to fight the Muto? I mean, that's not very heroic. You know what I mean? Uh, you could say he was the anti-hero. I think that's a fair argument. Yeah, Godzilla 84 to me, though, and I'm talking about the Japanese version, although I did like yeah. the one with Raymond Burr because they brought Raymond Burr back. But the 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 Japanese version is great. There's scenes in that movie that are not in the American one. For example, after he gets knocked out from the missiles and he wakes back up, you see a, a, a just a whole mess of people running away from him. It's such a great shot. Yeah. Um. Again, I love the design. The mm-hmm. roar in that movie is much improved from the classic Showa. Uh, in terms of the, that very heavy and deep uh, roar. Oh, uh, yeah, he has one scene where, I mean, he basically just kills a bunch of uh, military personnel on that little port where he just one-shots them straight across and you see them burning in the radiation and then he looks to the camera, he's like, eh! and I'm like, this is such an epic scene. Yeah. So 84 is... Right there, it's one of my favorites. Plus, as a kid, yeah, I actually cried at the ending when he died. I was like maybe six or seven years old. Yeah, I cried. And then, of course, number one is Godzilla eighty uh, fifty four. You know, um, the- I, I, yeah, you know, uh, the only one that made cry. Look at the comments there. Is <laughs> <laughs> the best American? Yeah. <clears throat> um, the ending made me cry when I was little. Yeah, yeah, it made me cry too as a kid. That as ending. Number one was fifty four. Yeah, number one is 54 for all the reasons. Um, and what makes 54 – I don't think 54 will ever be beaten. And the reason for that is because the insp- – and, and this is how I interpret it. Um, the inspiration behind 54 just carries a lot more weight than any Godzilla movie ever will. Yeah. You know, we talk about Godzilla Force of Nature, this and that. But when, when Japan, when Toho made this movie, this was their way of expressing how they felt about – the nuclear bomb that happened years prior. This was their way of getting past the American sanctions against propaganda, against talking about the nuclear war or the nuclear bomb, I should say. This was their way of being able to express that, to express Mm -hmm. their discontent with such power. And it's so effective that way. And there are some scenes in this movie that are absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, One that always comes to mind and that I always talk about is one scene where Godzilla's rampaging through the city and you see a mother with her two kids cowering in a corner and the mother says, we will be with father soon. I mean, the chills you get from that because you know what she's telling her kids. Yeah. Um, My mother uh, got, you know, she's, she, uh, she watched this as a kid and, and she, her, her, um, her assessment of this movie had never changed. She always told me, it was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I don't think that's something that us now can appreciate. Right. I think because she was 13 years old when she saw it 
Yeah. And at that time, these effects look real. This these effects were incredible. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she tells me every time she's like, "That movie scared me so much as a kid, I couldn't sleep." Yeah. And I can understand why. If you look at it and you kind of pay attention to the smaller details, some of the things these people are going through, the kind of destruction that's going on in the city, it is scary. And yeah. this is again, this is their way of expressing how not only how they feel about it, but what it was like for them on the other side, on the receiving end of one of the most destructive weapons ever created by man. And that's why I think 54 will always remain the best movie, not only because it still holds weight to this point in terms of presentation and cinematography, but also because of the fact that the, what it means and what it means in many different, uh, uh, what it means in many different aspects, you know, how, Japan felt about it, um, what Godzilla represents to them. You know, we love Godzilla as a big monster, but these guys, when they first made this movie, that is their H-bomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and that's it, man. That rounds out my top 10. I'm I'm a little disappointed. I uh, thought your number one was going to be Godzilla 98, but... um... Oh, yeah. No, it's honorable mention. No, uh, it's funny that you mentioned uh, 54. I mean, it's a great list, man. Great picks, great list, great picks. But uh, when I, I think it wasn't until the first Criterion DVD, not the Blu-ray, but the very first Criterion DVD that was released uh, with Gojira. And it was like remastered and uncut and all that. That was really the first time I seen that movie. I never really, I kind of just like, eh, when the Raymond Burr was on, one was on TV, I was like, eh, I want to see Goofy Godzilla fighting with Jet Jaguar, you know, because I, I grew up with the Showa era. Of yeah, that. so did I. And yeah. then I, when I re, when I bought, because I was like, I gotta, I gotta own this. I have to own Go Repurpose and for the collection. So when I, as soon as that movie, Hold on, you broke up here. All right, go. Yeah, just move back a little bit because we missed some of what you were saying. All right, am I back now? Yep, there you are. So, like I was saying, I grew up with the Showa era a version of Godzilla, and when I finally popped in Gojira, the Criterion DVD, as soon as that movie started, man, I was like, "This is something different." Like the tone, the tone of that movie, I was like. Dude, this is like legit unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Like, like in a good way. Yeah. Good way. And you get, you know, you get the little moments where you get puppet Godzilla come over the come over the mountain and all that. But other than that, the special effects were really good for its time, but the tone of the movie was dark, serious. They weren't fucking around. And that that blew me away, man. I was not expecting that at all. I no. was still expecting yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, no, uh, 54 is definitely, and you got to watch it a couple of times to kind of realize it. Like, I didn't really start appreciating it. Like, I've seen it many times growing up, but I was so into the Godzilla fighting and all this. And it wasn't until I bought the Blu-ray uh, back in, I want to say, 2014. It had just come out on Blu-ray, and I bought it, and I watched it, and I'm like, man. And and ever since then, I just have a whole new appreciation. It wasn't always my number one. 84 right. used to be my number one. Yeah. Um, but it's it to me now looking and not only that reading up on it too, like uh the insp- some of the other inspirations behind it were like the Lucky Dragon uh fishing vessel, which uh I'm not sure if you know, but that was a vessel that went out to sea for fishing. Um, 
there was a nuclear bomb that the United States were testing at the time. This was after Hiroshima. And these, these boaters, uh, they, were, they were in the area to the point that after the bomb went off, the ashes were falling. Little did they know, they were radiation poisoned. By the time they got back to Japan, they had burns coming out. Uh, I believe most of them died, except maybe one or two of them. And it also plummeted the fishing market in Japan because they had to go and get rid of all the fish. Uh, so that was another way that Japan was hurt due wow. to their weapons. And that's actually what inspired initially Godzilla, that and then, of course, revisiting Hiroshima. And, and they just detest nuclear bombs. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a classic. Uh, it's, a, it's not just a classic of Japanese cinema. It's a classic of cinema. Oh, absolutely. Period. And, uh, yeah, I just remember just the, the music, the, the sound effects and the opening credits. And I'm like, it's sitting in the living room like, this is different. Oh like, yeah, legit. Like this is legit movie. Yeah, there's no goofiness at all in that movie. Well, we no. but we love we love but see that's what's great about being a kaiju fan and great about being a Godzilla fan is that you have all these different eras. You got different. You got different flavors. Oh yeah, and they're all good, you know. And even though, and I, I openly criticize a lot of Godzilla movies. I mean, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, I don't think I'm as popular a kaiju YouTuber that, as some of the other people because I don't, I don't really gloat over most Godzilla movies. I think actually I think most of them are bad, uh, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, and not because of Godzilla. I mean, we take Shin Gojira as an example. Shin Gojira, I don't find that to be a good movie at all. I find it to be quite horrendous. That's not Godzilla's fault. Godzilla in the movie's fine. Yeah. It's everything surrounding Godzilla in that movie that sucks. Yeah. So you know. Um, you don't love baby Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minya's pretty bad. Uh, Godzilla Jr., son. Yeah, yeah. Orga's <laughs> coming for yeah. Mike Gonzalez swears by by the Bible that Godzilla 2000 used to be in my top ten. Never was. I never liked Godzilla 2000. What are what are your thoughts on that one? I just think it's really bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, the only thing I like about that movie is. Uh, Literally, and I'm not saying this to be funny, when the end credits roll, because Godzilla turns around, he's just completely toast the city. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the the, the alien kaiju in that movie. I yeah. first of all, he looks like a Pokemon, <laughs> and then he evolves into this big, big forehead type monster, and it's just. And then Godzilla looks like a rat. I'm not a big fan of the uh, the suit in the Millennium series that they use for most of the movies. Obviously, uh-huh. the GMK suit is good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Godzilla 2000 is, whew, that's not one of my favorites at all. The Millennium, the Millennium series overall is bad, yeah. with the exception of GMK. So, so people are asking me, what are my top uh, Godzilla films? So, my top five is number one is Godzilla 98, <laughs> uh, Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. Oh, uh, now you're trolling me. Son of Godzilla. Oh, you son of a bitch. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah man great list it's great you know i could talk to you about kaiju movies and godzilla films all day uh but yeah this was fun man is it what what is up with the Marley crew comments what's what's happening did i miss something i don't know I don't know. I've seen the pop up. I love Motley Crue. I don't what is know. going on? Well, I like Motley Crue too, but what is happening on this? <laughs> People doing lyrics. 
Yep, uh, I know it'll kickstart my heart. Chet's having a good time over there, which is fun. Yep. Did you have you seen the uh, Mandalorian episode? Oh, it's so good. Oh. I hope I hope everybody in chat seen it because chat. We're about to spoil it right now. Sorry if you have not seen the Mandalorians episode one season two, then you might want to uh, peace out and come back later to hear what we're talking about. Boba Fett, dude. Boba Fett, where? <laughs> <laughs> At the very end. <laughs> I was already entertained with the episode itself. Well, I love Timothy Oliphant as an actor. He's great. Dude, and it's like perfectly casted in that part he was in. But as soon as he walked in, I was like, that looks like Boba Fett's armor. He's yeah. Like- yeah, I knew it wasn't Boba Fett. But I, but when I saw the armor, I was like foreshadowing because you know this is going to go somewhere. Yeah. He's like, I, I bought it off some Jawas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, the the special effects were great. Kind of reminded me of Tremors, which is great because we love Tremors. Oh, I love Tremors. And uh, yeah, it was kick-ass. We had some cool fighting sequences in the beginning. You know the guy with the, the kind of like Cyclops-looking alien in the beginning? Yeah, I heard that was uh, John Leguizamo. <laughs> John Leguizamo. I know. It's amazing. And I, I, I knew I recognized him. I was like, oh, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> No, have, you, have you seen the Japanese samurai series Lone Wolf and Cub? No. If you get a chance, uh, try to you know try to hunt down the Blu-ray. I mean, badass fight scenes, blood spray everywhere. It's a good time. But Daigoro, the baby in the cart, is the original Baby Yoda. Oh, really? Yes. Oh man, I got to see that now. Yeah, when you watch the Lone Wolf, there's there's six movies and there's a Criterion box set. I highly recommend you watch that. This was badass action. Yeah, the other thing I'm looking forward to about this season of Mandalorian is that, you know, uh, some of the Star Wars, some of the best content for Star Wars are actually animation. And I know a lot of people love the Clone Wars. I actually like Star Wars Rebels. And uh, there's actually a character from Star Wars Rebels that's going to be on the Mandalorian season two. Her name was Sabine. She was also a Mandalorian on that TV series. So I'm actually super interested in seeing her. And I believe Ahsoka... Was, was, well, she was on both. She was on the Clone Wars and she was on uh, Star Wars Rebels. She's yeah. supposed to be in this movie as well, uh, in this in this series. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know how how you are in your Star Wars lore, but um, both know, those anima- those both those animated series are very good. I know who uh, Ahsoka is because I did finish all the Clone Wars. I have not watched Rebels. Do you re- do you recommend? me watching uh rebels should i start watching rebels i would recommend it some people will say no it's not as good as clone wars um but it's not clone wars it's basically it's it happens after i believe the i believe it happens after the emperor takes over it's like between between um uh, what would eventually become the rebellion that takes down the death star and return of the jedi Okay. It's before that saga, but it's after the original, the prequel okay. trilogy. Yeah, and um, yeah. So this, so the character Ahsoka shows up there, and then you have a ragtag crew of of characters, including that character Sabine, and it's good. It's good. I liked it. I liked. It. I really liked uh, Star Wars Rebels. Is the whole show on Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yes. The whole series. The whole series. Okay, good. Then I could just go there and watch it then. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. And I, it's not they're not long episodes. I think they're like a half hour a pop. You yeah. know, uh, the animation is not it's very different from Clone Wars. You know, it's it was a little bit. I, I don't know if I would say it was aimed at kids because there's some parts in the, the show that are not necessarily kiddish, but yeah. the anime looks like it was made for kids. But in terms of the story, um, yeah. you know, yeah, kids could probably miss out on some of the things that they're talking about in terms of maturity. But I thought it was a good good series. I will, Andre. I will check out the series. I will. Everyone, some people are recommending it, so you're not alone, my friend. Yeah, I love so, and, and you and and I love Sabine. She's actually one of my favorite characters. She's a so, she's yeah, she's a former in Mandalorian. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what her character is going to be like on the show versus what it was like in the you know if they're going to kind of keep any kind of continuity. Yeah, uh, but she was badass in the show. She was awesome. Okay, my buddy, uh, the sexy sumo. You see him on the channel sometimes. He loves Rebels. He's like, you got to watch Rebels. Yeah, Rebels is really good. I will, yeah. Dad. <laughs> I think no. it's just as good as Clone Wars. But, every, you know, a lot of people will say, Clone Wars. Uh. Yeah. Is that uh, true that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka, or we're not sure? We're not sure. That's the rumor. Um, I don't see her playing Sabine. But then again, maybe, because Sab- Sabine was very young on the Rebels show, so she would be a lot older in uh, in Mandalorian. Yeah. But I don't know by how much, you know? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm excited, dude. As long as it's, if they just keep up the, the storytelling and the quality that they have been, dude, there's a, there, there's a, there, I'm excited, but there's a meme going around. I don't know if you've seen it, but <laughs> he's, what's the name of the actor that plays uh, Mando? What's his name? Uh, Pedro. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Oh, let me, I think I know what meme you're talking about. But yeah, go ahead. You have it? Can you read it? Uh, I or, can pull it up. Post I think. It, yeah. I yeah. think I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. It is really funny. Yeah, um, let me see if I still have it. I'll post it too. Uh, Sasha Banks is Sabine, Michael Gonzalez says. Um, A wrestler? Huh. I don't know how I don't I didn't hear that. Um, I'd be very careful with what Mike says. Uh, okay. this is a guy who tried to convince me once that there was a raid going on at Oprah's house because she had tunnels in her basement that were used for children trafficking. Okie dokie. So I don't know. I don't know how true that is. I didn't hear that. I'm not saying he's lying. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just telling you where the source is coming from. Where the source is coming from. All right. Yeah. yeah I'm ready. Whenever you want to post that. I ha- I'm, I'm trying to look for it and I can't find it now. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can find it. But it's pretty. It's pretty true, though. The meme is true. Yeah. Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay, cool. All right, let me pull it up here. Yeah, yeah, I found it. Uh, let me see if I can make this bigger. You know what? Let me just save the image, and then I'll pull it up on my on my screen so I can make it bigger. Okay, here it is. And I'll... This is a great meme. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, but if they haven't, this is going to make you laugh. All right, here we go. I got it. Let me, All right. let me share my screen. All right. <laughs> this is such a good meme. It's so awesome. All right, chat. We're almost there. We're going to bring it up right now. Here you go. <laughs> actor, actor Pedro Pascal is in critical condition and has been admitted to the hospital this morning due to a severe back pain caused by carrying the entire Star Wars universe on his shoulders. 
<laughs> I mean, it's so true. It's so good. I mean, honestly. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It is. It's true. It is. It really it's is true. true. I mean, you can't oh, deny man. it. Right now, he's the only thing. He, he's the last hope. <laughs> he's the last hope. All right, you know what? Real quick, I wanna I wanna put uh, who is who is playing Sabine in the Mandalorian. So I don't know what the character Sabine looks like. So let me know if uh, Sasha Banks is a good choice. Oh, we got Sci-Fi Century just showed up. Hey, thanks for the donation, buddy. Sabine Wren could solve a huge Star Wars mystery. So apparently, according to this inverse. Apparently it's Sasha Banks. Okay. The, how, what is the she? The, I don't know what Sabine looks like. So is she a good fit? Uh she could be a fair fit. I don't know if this is Sasha Banks. They're going based on this image. It looks like Sasha Banks, but it could be somebody else. Can you bring it up? Yeah, I have it up right here. Hold on. Okay. So. Yeah, that's her. Is that her? Yeah. You know what it is? It's, it's the hair. You know, I'm so used to seeing her with blue hair or purple hair. Yeah. Oh my god, though, I don't know. Has she has she ever acted in anything? Uh, you know, besides wrestling, which you know, I don't really consider that to be. Uh, this is her from the Star Wars Rebels show. No, well, I guess it okay. fits the blue hair. Okay. So, right. and this is her, and the, she carries the. At uh, some point, the dark, the dark saber. Yeah, yeah. Mandalorians, according to lore, they they're the ones who used it. So I don't know. I guess that is Sasha Banks, but but I mean, the question is, even if Sasha Banks is in the show, is she actually playing Sabine? Because Sabine don't wear a hood. Hmm. At least she doesn't in the show. Is this she, looks like a this looks like a Jedi cloak. It, <laughs> she's Sith. Yeah. <clears throat> Is the character known to be a little mysterious on Rebels? No, she's actually very out, very out there. Hmm. Now, you know, depending on the story, she could be she could be in hiding. Okay, you know. So Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Yeah, I think it's still a guess at this point. Well, hey, as long as it's like I said, as long as it's quality, as long as they keep it up, man, I'm I'm there. Did you see the the boys? Oh yeah. Oh, good. That's yeah. a great show. Dude. Dude. I mean, it's not a perfect second. I like first season better. Yeah. But I agree. The second season had some pacing issues. Like there were some moments in second season where I was like, okay, where are we going? What are we doing? I think the problem with that was uh the deep storyline. Cause you still don't know where it's going. It was kind of like we're kind of meandering now. But I mean, I'm, I'm. It might just be me and you. And a lot of people didn't really like second season at all. Um, I think there were more. This more more people liked it than didn't like it. But I thought it was great. I thought it was great. The finale was great. I liked how the story panned out. And uh, yeah, man, it was a fucking trip, man. So those of you that are watching that have not seen the boys on Amazon Prime, uh, if you want something twisted, like. Fucked up, but really entertaining, funny. Checks all the boxes. The boys checks all the boxes. Oh, that's great. Uh, make sure you guys, because you know, some people are like, well, I don't like superhero movies. 
No, this is I don't like Spider Man and the Super. It's not. It's not that type of show. <laughs> nope. This takes superheroes and completely flips it on its head. Yeah, yeah. Put it, put it this way: people that don't really like the superhero genre have given the show a chance, and they're like, "I gotta, I can't wait for season three. It's really good. So I love it. Homelander, bro. Homelander's a trip. It's my favorite character. <laughs> He's a trip, man. And I'm a big Superman fan, so. <laughs> I, and I love the idea of a bad Superman. That's why I loved a lot of people didn't like this movie, but I loved the uh, was it Bright Brightburn? Was yeah, Brightburn? yeah, Brightburn was fun. I love that movie. That was fun. I was kind of boys away to our version of the Justice League. Well, yeah, I guess you could say that. Kind of. <laughs> it it kind of is. It's just it's totally different. It's totally different, man. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're a comic book su- fan, you'll like the boys. If you're a superhero fa- movie fan, you like Marvel and DC, you'll like the boys. If you like if gore, you're, you'll like the boys. If you like gore, you'll like the boys. If you like twisted, fucked up story like shit, like you didn't expect that, you'll like the boys. Just the ending of him on top of the building jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want. You, did that sell you, chat, right there? <laughs> I mean that part right there just says this says it all about that show, dude. And it what tripped me out though was that actor uh, was on a show called Banshee. Have you ever heard of that show? No, wait, yes, I have, but I never seen it. I didn't even know that was the same guy, man. That's how good of an actor that guy is. He's really good, actually. There's um, if you ever get a chance, I don't know if you check out comics every now and then, but if you get a chance, check out the comic Irredeemable. Okay. It's a basically Superman, but if he was evil, okay. it's not the Superman character. Yeah. But this guy is blatantly Superman. It's made, but I forget which comic company writes it. But this guy in this comic series does so many fucked up things. Um, he basically, I'll give you an example of how bad he is in this in this comic. He basically, I forget which country it is. But uh-huh. he, ta- he takes his country. I think it was India. I can't remember. And he threatens them. Uh, I forget why he did. It's been a while since I read it. But what I remember is he basically took huge, huge pillars of rock. Okay. And surrounds the country, the borders of the country with it. And he basically drowns the country. He fills it with water. <laughs> <laughs> It is. He does the most fucked up stuff. Redeemable. Oh, uh, is that, a, is that a, an ongoing series, or I can get like the whole trade? I think it's tough to find it, but you should be able to find it in digital. Much okay. easier. Um, they were supposed to make a movie about it, but I think it folded. I'm hoping it comes back again. Okay. But irredeemable is. In, you got to read it. It I'm is a complete. Yeah, it is insanely good. It's are so you, good. Are you excited for the Invincible TV series coming to Amazon Prime? Invincible, Invincible. Um, why does that sound familiar? Not kind of like a costume. The old what? He's got like a yellow and blue kind of superhero costume. Kind of looks like um, very superheroic-y in a way. Like, yeah! But when you actually get into the comic book, it's fucked up and really twisted and violent. 
No, oh, well, if it's going to be like that, then I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because and, uh, when Invincible was out, everybody was talking about it and they were like, dude, you got to read Invincible. And I never got around to it. And then the sexy sumo told me about the show coming out on Amazon Prime. So if you, if you watch the trailer for it, it might pique your interest. So they're making a whole show uh, based off of Invincible. Yeah, I think I think Amazon Prime has found their 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 niche with the darker comics, which is why I'm hoping that one day we see Irredeemable on Amazon Prime as a show. Oh yeah. man, I hope so. Oh my god, I hope so. Um. Oh, why am I not finding? Maybe I'm gonna have to look somewhere else. I'm actually on Amazon Prime right now, looking for it. Well, I don't know if it's out yet. It's coming. Well, but the trailer's out, right? It's trailer, yeah. Okay. Hey, Brad, movies. He's asking me, Fast Samurai guy, do you like Cobra Kai? I do like Cobra Kai. Oh, I love Cobra Kai. It's funny you're mentioning that because I'm actually going to be doing a live stream about season one and two of Cobra Kai this Wednesday. So. Uh, yeah, so make sure you come by uh, again, uh, Brad, for this Wednesday. We're going to do a live stream, me and uh, Retro Leo. Uh, Rob, I don't know if you're free. If you're not doing nothing, you could pop in. Yeah, I normally stream Wednesday, but I'll I'll pop in. I love to talk about Cobra Kai. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get with you after we're done. Yeah, man, definitely. Set I love up. the Cobra Kai series. <laughs> so good. And you know what's amazing about it? <clears throat> it is so well written. It is so, it's amazing how they took a, a movie like that. They flipped it up. They gave you the villain's perspective and now you actually feel for the guy. It is so yeah. well written. I, it, I was surprised it, when I first saw that series and how good it was. And it works. It works really well. But we don't want to talk too much. No, we'll no. Say, we'll say for the, for the stream if you join. So Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be available. I don't, Chad, think, I don't think the ETN guys mind coming back here, so. This Wednesday, 6 p.m. chat. If you want to hear us talk about Cobra Kai, make sure you stop by. But, yeah, shows to recommend. The Boys. Uh, what else? What were we talking about before The Boys? It was... Uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, the Star Wars Rebels. You you, you recommend me checking Star out. Star Wars Rebels, yep, definitely. And, um, and there's a lot of good shows out there that I would recommend. Uh, Jack Ryan, we mentioned earlier on, on Amazon Prime. Oh, that's right. I need to check that out, With, too. Uh, John Krasinski. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, the usuals, man. I'm still waiting for that Stranger Things season four. I still do. I'm behind. <gasps> oh, you're fired. <laughs> fired? Fired. <laughs> you got to say I'm fired like Vince McMahon. Yeah, fired. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, have you seen the Ozark? I have not. Oh my god, you're fired twice. Netflix, right? Yes. Okay. Ozark. And of course, WandaVision's coming out soon. That's right, Mike. That'll be good. Now, how many Wanda- seasons is Ozark? Now, is that the is that the drug dealing show, right? Yeah, with Jason Bateman. Yep. Okay. Uh, I think it's four. I want to say four and five is supposed to be the last season. Probably coming out sometime next year. Okay, and, good. Uh yeah, man. Ozark is the shit. It's one of the best shows on Netflix. Okay. Yep. So I'll put it, I'll, it'll go in the queue. <laughs> go in the queue so I won't forget. So I got I got you give me a lot of homework, man. I got time bandits, Star Wars Rebels, Jack Ryan, Damn, the Ozark, <laughs> Black Mirror. I hope you watch Black Mirror. Okay, so here's the thing. Oh, come on. Anyway. <laughs> 
I'm fire. No, (laughs) (laughs) I watched the first season and I really enjoyed it. I was getting ready to watch, to continue watching the show, but I lagged on it. By the time the show still kind of around now, people are saying it sucks now. They're saying, don't waste your time. It started uh, good, but now it sucks, which now has kind of deterred me from kind of jumping back into it. So let me know. Um, no. Now, is the last two seasons as good as the first few? No. But okay. it is still better than pretty much 90% of what's on TV. Okay. Okay. It's still a very good show. Uh, don't listen to those people. Those, okay. you know, Some people are just so hard up on i think the way the first few episodes because the thing about the show is i'm sure you notice it's not there's nothing um while the shows while the episodes are somewhat linked yeah it's not the kind of show where you have to watch one episode after you could watch and mix and match right right um you know it's not it's uh, what's it called i think they call that like an anthology not a series episodic episodic thank you uh just watch it (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it yeah well, do yourself a favor so all right you have you have we have you have renewed faith back in me sir <laughs> I, you recommended me all these shows but here's the thing i i will get to them i trust you i believe in you my brother i trust you as long <laughs> as these shows do not pull a fucking game of thrones i will be happy yeah, um, has fucked me up here. Has fucked me up to to like jumping into a new show because I don't want to waste several years of my life again to get a horrible ending. <laughs> yeah, I can. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I didn't dislike Game of Thrones ending as much as other people. I, that's not to say it was a good ending. It wasn't. Um, I don't think I'm as hard on it because I kind of always saw the signs of Daenerys going crazy. They've kind of teased that throughout the whole series, and I think some people forgot. Yeah. Um, but either way, there was a better way to go about it, uh, definitely better than what they did. So yeah. I personally think they should have made the Night King the final villain at the end. Like she, He goes yeah. to King's Landing, and that's where the final battle is. Yeah. Uh, not not what they did, yeah. Because <laughs> it'll be bubbling up, and I'll get angry, man, and I'll start screaming. I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> no, I hear you. You know. But anyway, anyway, yep. I trust you. I trust you. So I will give these other shows a shot. Yeah, yeah. And you got to. I really, you know like, I really liked uh, Vikings. Vikings was really good. But after mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, I'm like, let me wait till Vikings end. It's over. Right. And it's the good ending. And then I'll, you know. I haven't uh, I haven't watched Vikings. My father did. He, he loved it. Yeah, so I'm pretty- going to have to check it out. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, man. Anything else you want to chit chat about? Uh, no, whatever. You know, I'm. I mean, I think we covered. Actually, we covered quite a bit, considering yeah. we spent one hour talking about Sean Connery, which was well deserved. Yes. And then about another half hour on Godzilla. So, but no, uh, I think we should. Uh, I think we should definitely. I'm definitely down to talk about Karate Kid on Wednesday with you, if you Let's want. Because I, huh? I love that show, and now it gives me an excuse to watch it again. Yeah, we we need more Breaking Bad level endings. Now that's a great writing. <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad was a great show. That's what the Ozark reminds me a lot of. Breaking Bad. 
that was a good show, and I I was fine with the ending. I liked it. Yeah, it was a suitable ending. Did you ever watch? Did you, did you ever watch Camino, the uh, the movie that came after? No. The, it good? Oh, that was really good. It gave a nice little closure to the uh, character Jesse Pinkman. Okay. Yeah, it was a good movie. Are they gonna I make think, it more, or that's just no? A- I, I think that was the clo- I think that was the closure people were looking for. Um, I mean, they could if they wanted to. I don't think they ever will, but if they wanted to, they could find a way to bring back, you know, um, uh, what's his name, Walter White. If they if they wanted to do like another series, mini series or something, they could say like he got picked up, and was sent to the hospital, and. He still has cancer, but he could live a little bit longer and some shit like that. I mean, if they wanted to do it, but I don't think they would. That would, that would probably ruin it. That would probably uh, ruin it. And the series. I am a huge fan. I love it. Boom Jask. Good recommendation. What we do in Shadows, great show oh, and movie. Dude, it's so funny. It's so hilarious. You could you don't have to see the movie. To watch the show, you could just go right into the show because the show is different characters. Where's the show on? It's on Hulu. Okay, I got Hulu. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious, man. It's really funny. It's shot almost in a documentary type style, like a reality show style. Oh, kind of like The Office. And it's all and it's all vampires living in a house. Oh my god, that sounds ridiculous. Hilarious. The movie's really good too. I highly recommend the movie, but the uh, Taika Waititi, uh, the director of you know Thor Ragnarok, and yeah, was, he's very he, talented. He did the movie. He's in the movie, and he did the show. Oh, that sounds all right. I'm gonna have to it's check that out, man. What we do in Shadow? It's been cleared. It's been doing well, so it's been cleared for a third season. So, oh man, I never even heard of it till now. Yeah, it's funny as hell. Dude. All right, that's some more homework. Damn. How's the how's the Rosado Army man? Doing good. Uh, wife's obviously working. The kids, thank God, go back to school next week. Oh, can't wait for that. I've been I've been on content shutdown ever since they got out of school because during the day I'm I'm a teacher, you know. So yeah. it's tough to record videos when you have to, you know, kind of be there for the kids when they have questions about school or homework. So yeah. I literally haven't done videos in like let me see since February. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. We're now leaving October, so eight months. I haven't done video. I've done sporadic videos, but I, I think I've done a handful of videos in eight months. It's ridiculous. So I'm yeah. looking forward to doing videos starting next week when they'll be in school. Yeah, but you you, you got a, a huge enough audience, man. They they love your live streams, and they'll be well, there to do your videos. Yeah, it, it'll take some time to build it back up or build back better, as Biden would say. <laughs> you know, but. Um, yeah, it's gonna take it's gonna take a while to to get some of the confidence back. You know, people see you not put up content for a while, so they tend tend to taper off. Yeah. Then when you do it again, they're like, "Okay, should I stick around or not?" Or so we'll see what happens. But or or they'll unsubscribe to your channel because of your Godzilla 2019 review. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> it was. Let me tell you, uh, quick. So I don't know if I told you this before. I might have when we were on my channel some time ago. But when I did the uh, my review for Shin Godzilla back in 2016, and I gave yeah. it a bad review, uh, I had so many people upset yeah. that I actually started getting uh, death threats on okay. Facebook. And then I had uh, some people like, "Oh, you know, you should, you and your kids should die, whatever." And it was just insane. I couldn't believe really? it. Really? Yeah. 
Who's bad? Shin Godzilla. Yeah, for for just giving a bad review on Shin Gojira. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Yeah. That's why you have, I, that's why you have the block report button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, that's just people talking shit. I didn't take them seriously, yeah. but just that kind of reaction, it's like, wow, really? Yeah. I'm like, just because I, I mean, you know, but it's all right. I mean, that's why I'm not. Gonna, I'm still not going to lie about how yeah. I feel about a movie. I mean, I'm a huge Godzilla fan, but that doesn't mean he's immune to criticism, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't want to be a cheerleader, you know, it's easy. You know, if I wanted, if I wanted hundreds of thousands of subscribers, then I could just be a cheerleader, you know? Yeah. But I, 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 and you are like it is. Yeah. We're not sellouts. We're all, we've always been very honest. Yeah. You gotta be. And if if and if I was a sellout, I would be doing fucking trailer reactions to every fucking thing that comes out in existence. Yeah, no, yeah, your your trailer reaction videos are insanely good. I mean, you got your views on that shit is are insane. I know. I well, I I, I appreciate that. Well, we get lucky. We get lucky. But the thing is, it's like we're not a reaction channel. That's not what we do. No, of course not. We only do. But re- I remember yeah. when I saw, but that is what brought me to your channel. And then I started watching all your other content. I was like, oh man, I love this channel. Yeah. I'm like, in fact, it's funny. I showed my mother because I, you know, I told my mom, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm streaming with uh, this channel. He's like, oh my God, he looks like your brother. I'm like, <laughs> goddamn right. That's you know? right. So. I know everybody's wondering, chat's probably wondering, where's the fucking metal mohawk? You know, where's the mohawk? I was like, well, you know, Rob's my idol. No, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta shave it off. I gotta get the beard going. I gotta trim it. You know, I got. Actually, we gotta tell them the truth. We're talking about honesty. We're <laughs> going. We're going for as close a twin look as possible. It's yeah. just that I'm having a hard time shaving the full beard because I work so hard to to grow it. Yeah. And you know, and I didn't want to get a mohawk because you know I. I don't know if that'll fly in, in the IT industry. So he we negotiated. He will shave to my look, and I have to kill the beard. I just haven't killed the beard yet. Right. You know. I think maybe we should fool some people one day, and you could do a trailer reaction and say, "Hey, I'm Fat Samurai guy. How you yeah. doing?" Yeah, yeah. I think it'll work. I'm wrong. Like, why is this? Why is the Fat Samurai guy reaction on this channel? I don't. I've never <laughs> seen this channel. And start fooling people. Who has the better beard? Rob. Rob does. I tried. I tried to go full. It didn't work out, man. I kept having patches. So it's, like, it's it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. Like I've been tempted to shave it a couple of times, you know. But then I, you know, once I trim it, and I, I'm like, oh man, this looks so nice. I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. You gotta put oil in it, and you gotta groom it, and brush it. I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> they said, chat saying you need tattoos now. I have two of them. Just, All right. You know, but they're very small. Hello Kitty? Yeah, Hello Kitty. And then right. I have uh, My Little Pony on my ass cheek. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I ha- True story. I, I once wanted to get a tattoo on my backside. I wanted to get a big R on my left butt cheek yeah. and a big B on my right butt cheek. So when I bend over, it says Rob. <laughs> that was my goal once. <laughs> It's still there's still time, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's not over yet. Yeah, I can still do that. So, oh, it's too much fun. Too much fun talking to you, brother. Yeah, All man. Right. We'll do it up again on Wednesday. I didn't yeah. realize it's already after eleven. We'll go ahead and end the chat here. Okay, 
Again, chat, everybody watching and listening, make sure you go to Entertainment Talk Nation. Go to ETN. Show Rob some love over there. He talks about everything kaiju movie, Godzilla related, uh, film movie related, video game related, pop culture related goodness. Yes, and content is returning next week. If you don't see any videos up there, that's because I've been on lockdown for the last eight months, not being able to record. So, but we're bringing content back starting next week. Look at what Eric just said. What did he say? I missed it. He goes, I have a tattoo of Manila. <laughs> I have a tattoo of Manila on my left butt cheek. There you go. That's it. You got to show me proof of that, buddy. Actually, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> do you really want to see that? I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but again, thanks, you guys, for joining another Verbal Nectar podcast episode. Thank you, special guest Rob, for joining today, talking movies and cinema. Because a lot of fun. That's what we love. is what we do. And I'll definitely have to check out those shows, buddy. And uh, we'll do it again next time. So remember, chat, Wednesday, 6 p.m., uh, we're going to be talking Cobra Kai. I love that right. show. Yep. Bye, 8 p.m., Mike, <laughs> as always. <laughs> All right, chat. Take, have a good one, guys. Bye.